Why don't we begin? Don't do it. <laughs> Dude, it's uh, thick. Asking for trouble. Welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, everybody, a podcast about craft beer and film. My name is Max Minardi. I'm Johnny Summers, and you are a Australian safari guide? Yes, and I, I am today. I've shaved uh, my beard into a uh, an imposing sort of design. It's big chops with a mustache. We'll post photos. I think Lemmy meets uh, hipster. Sure. I just got a wild hair last night, uh, somewhat induced by alcohol. I hadn't trimmed my beard in like a month and a half since I went on tour back in September. And I figured, hey, no one's going to like this, so I'll try that out, and I'll creep literally everybody out, including myself, this morning when I woke up and forgot I did it. Bye! <laughs> Not like because of drinking, but I was it was like such a such a crazy thing. I had a dream that my facial hair was like this. You forgot? Well, then I woke up and I was like, oh, it was just a dream. It was a silly nope, dream. it was not. I so, like it. You look like the lead singer of Gogol, Bordello, and Lemmy had a love child. Who's Lemmy? Uh, the deceased lead singer of Motorhead. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, your facial hair looks about the same. Yeah. You've just got your beard. Yeah. Per use. Same. So not the most, I can't really no. make a tangent, no. but I will say, welcome again to the show. This is a milestone episode. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're very excited. This is episode 100. We have been recording this thing now for, uh, well, we had our two year anniversary back in uh, September, August. I can't remember. Something end of like August. That. But we finally hit 100 episodes. It's very exciting. Uh, the format of the show is a little bit different today. What we decided to do is cover one beer, then a film, and then we're going to spend the entire duration of The Danger Zone sort of revisiting all the Danger Zones and some of our favorite moments over the past 50 episodes since we celebrated episode 50. Yeah. A year ago. Uh, and I suppose now's the time to tell you as well as listeners, this will be my last episode. Mm, yes. Johnny uh, has cancer. I am quitting. That's Should, dark. Yep. Sorry. Let's, I didn't, I don't know you're going to take it. Wow. <laughs> no, I was uh, going to say I am pursuing a goat farming career yes. in the hills of Peru. Well, there's no stipend. Or what do you call it when uh, somebody quits? Severance or package. Severance. There's no severance package. So you're <laughs> screwed. Fine. I'm uh, taking my mic. Give you no seed money. Yeah. Just <laughs> uh, no, we plan. We don't have an end date for this. I don't think. I listened to episode. I do. It's when do we die. Sure. Do you know when you're dying? When this podcast ends. Ooh. Sort of a- Are they mutually exclusive? kind of- Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember back during episode 50, we had a toast at one point saying, all right, well, here's to at least another 50 episodes or something like that. Yeah. If we don't and, get sick of each other. Right. And now we're here and we are, but we don't care. So we're going to keep pushing on. You know? <laughs> yeah. Behind the scenes, we actually hate each other. Uh, right. So a couple uh, just housekeeping things, I suppose- once, instead of not spoiling our movie in the second segment, we are going to spoil it. We're talking about Robin Hood, uh, which is, I feel like not too much of a spoiler off front to say has a steaming pile of garbage of a movie oh. uh, that I picked out for us. It's a hot take. Um, I didn't know it was that thing before we went to see it, but I'm sort of glad we saw it. Yeah. Because I'd love to talk about it later. That's right. So if you don't want Robin Hood spoiled, the 2018 version of it, um, go see it, then listen to the second segment. Also, we're going to be playing clips from old episodes that sometimes talk about spoilers in movies mm-hmm. that we covered. So, um, I don't know. Just heads up. I guess go case by case. Yeah, whatever. Just happen. listen to the episode and enjoy it. It's going to get dangerous. Yes. All that to say, um, we're just after Thanksgiving, so I'm going to make a transition here to the first beer that we're drinking, and uh, technically the only beer, though I assume you and I will drink a few beers. We're drinking. This yeah, all of our beer is brought to us by Max. Yeah. 
So uh, yeah, I was in uh, in Windsor with uh, my fiance's family. Our families got together for Thanksgiving for the first time ever, so that was fun. Um, but if you're in the beer world, you know that there is a new Russian River brewery in Windsor, which is just a stone's throw from their first brewery in Santa Rosa. But I figured I would check it out, so I stopped by, and they have this thing called a Windsor Porter. It's the batch. It's the first batch of it. Um, and Johnny's going to read you some of what's on the bottle because I uh, can't at the moment because you have the bottle, a Dude, bottle. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> in, <clears throat> sorry, I just had to. I'm good. In 1997, at our original location at Corbell Champagne Cellars, the very first beer we brewed was a porter. In celebration of the opening of our new dream brewery, we chose to carry on this brewing tradition in Windsor. Sure. Say like a dinosaur. <laughs> in Windsor. <laughs> Windsor. Windsor Porter was brewed on September 12, 2018 with our new Zeman brew house and fermented in one of our new Gresser open top fermenters. They are excited to share this inaugural Windsor brew and our new beautiful brewery with you. Thanks to everyone involved in the design and build of the RRBC Windsor, which is far too many people to put on this label. Uh, this has certainly been equal parts the most challenging and rewarding experience of our lives. Thank you for being an important part of the journey. Cheers, Vinny and Natalie Slurzo. I never know how to say the last name. I'm going to say Slurzo. Somebody's going to, I think that's a, somebody's going to reach out. Like that's how you say it. They're legends in the industry, dudes. Get it right. That's cool. I just know them as Vinny. All right. They just turned their last half of their description into sort of like a blog post yeah. about their efforts, but also you're fine. welcome. Yeah. Who? Them. Them for what? us oh sure they thanked us oh yeah cheers obviously them. you're welcome cheers back to you guys they couldn't have done it without us no no i don't think they could actually now that i'm thinking about it nope. 100%. So, yeah, you're, you're welcome you're welcome did we talk about moana we should, is that in any of your stuff extra stuff i don't think so but it's just in my life what episode was that was that even in the last 50 i don't think so i think it, I think it might have been Which, i don't know man, i don't know doesn't matter we don't know what we're doing. I'm already too off track for the beginning of the show. I'm in like danger zone mentality already. You're welcome. Let's um, just say the whole episode's the danger zone. Yeah, that would be a, that would be an approach, but yeah. I can't do it. I would burn out by the end. Oh, you'll be fine. It'd just be like a real conversation. Right. So this beer, yeah. it's what, six something? Yeah, six point, did I say two, three? Uh -huh. I didn't say it yet. Yeah, 6.23% ABV. It's a very traditional, straightforward porter. I've had a sip already. Johnny had a sip, but some of his spilled out of the glass because it's very actively carbonated. That was the first thing we noticed. It's very bubbly. Yeah, popped it open, and uh, he poured his into a pint glass and left like a good three to four inches of room at the top, and it bubbled right over. I don't think you poured it too aggressively necessarily. I mean, I called it Dirty Names. Well, sure, that's pretty aggressive so. as well. Um, but no, it's it's actually really good. I'm I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's as good as their porter that you brought that last time, Shadow of a Doubt. Yeah, that beer was really good. Yes. Um, but it is really good. It's completely solid. I would not be mad if somebody gave me this. I'm like, here, just try this porter. Okay. Yeah. No, it's so, everything yeah. you want in a porter. Tastes like dark chocolate and a little bit of black coffee. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit about the logistics of um, them opening up their second brewery so close to their first? Mm -hmm. What do you, I mean, I know people have some thoughts on this. Like the big, the big thing with Russian River, especially with their Pliny the Elder beer is that people can't get it because they don't have the means of making as many as people want. Yeah. Um, also, the distribution thing is a factor. So well, I think a lot of people were a little bit bummed out that they didn't branch out further away from their home brewery. Yeah, but you have to have the beer to distribute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that'll handle it on one end because they're going to uh, probably still be brewing more Pliny at the new place. So they'll yeah. have more to, to 
sell? I don't know if they're going to start more distribution. I haven't heard anything about that. They are. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's a reason I think they didn't branch out too far, and it's really simple. They didn't have to. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason or necessity for them to. Just because people come to them. Yeah. They've been killing the game in Santa Rosa. It's a lot easier to oversee two businesses, especially the largest production brewery that you've ever had. Yeah. If it's close to your home base. So uh, it doesn't really confuse me much why they wouldn't go too crazy. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Especially if they're they're keeping. I mean, it is such a um, small business kind of owned place. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that that the owners have their hands in both pots pretty regularly. Oh yeah, so it makes sense they wouldn't want to travel a lot. Yeah, I don't know. And all the bread and butter is going to be coming from the new location because yeah. it's huge. Right. It's yeah. yeah. So I stopped in first time I'd seen it because uh, I think it's only been open at this point for like a week or two, not even something like that. It still yeah. smelled like fresh paint in the gift <laughs> shop. Um, but for anybody that's been to the Santa Rosa Russian River. Um, you know, the experience there can be a little bit taxing as far as like, especially trying to get in and hang out and maybe have a beer, uh, and eat food. It's not very big. It's not very big. And then also like there's two different lines, right? There's like the gift shop line and the tap room line. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have to know which line to get in. And then the the gift shop is very much like, all right, come in, come out, go. You can't linger. I think it's the size of this room. Yeah. It's, it's very small gift shop. It's, and and it's all like behind the counter. So if you want to go get beer, you have to know what you want. They'll pull it out for you. Same with merch. The cool thing about this new one, at least uh, in my opinion, is that, well, so like I said, it's huge. So the gift shop is its own thing. It's like four to six times bigger than the old one. Um, and there's like fridges all along the wall. So you just go and pick out what you want. You take it to the, to the counter and you check out and buy it. Um, then they have all sorts of merch everywhere. And then the tap room is in a whole, whole separate thing. You go outside and you walk to the tap room. Um, and there was a third, third kind of um, commercial area. And I can't think of what it was. It might've been like tours or something. Okay. Um, but it seems a lot more efficient, way more capacity for people. Yeah. Once you run a, a brew pub for a while, like a lot of the places that have been open since the, kind of the beginning of the craft beer boom, they kind of were just working with the buildings they could get. Right. You know, like, and it turned out that that, that Santa Rosa locations in a great spot yeah. downtown. Right. Um, but with something like they, what they just opened, they actually were able to design it from the ground up yep. and design their brewing system and all everything around it, not just shoves tanks into an existing building. Yeah. So, I mean, bang for the buck. That's, that's what you want to do. That's the goal is to open a place that you can build from the ground up. Yeah. It's interesting too. Cause like you, I think you're saying at the start of the craft beer boom, like we said on the, on the bottle here, they've been around since 97. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you think of like OG um, craft brewing, you think of Sierra Nevada, obviously they're one of the pioneers and they were established in 79. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a whole two decades before this, it's really interesting to to see um, how business models change and adapt over time. Like Sierra Nevada has their uh, North Carolina mm-hmm. spot and Berkeley, I think those are they the have three. a tap room, yeah, tap there. room. But then like a whole another brewery in uh, what is it something Mills, uh, Carolina, North Carolina, Mills River, Mills, yeah, something yeah, like Mills that. River. I don't know, is that right? Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Um, so no, it's just really cool. It's nice to see um, a the expansion mm-hmm. of craft beer places that are honest and good people, mm-hmm. um, which you're seeing a lot more of now in the aftermath of the campfire too. Like the whole, uh, the resilience IPA, resilience IPA. We talked about that last week. I think yeah. people are joining on like crazy. Yeah. Uh, last I heard there was over 400 breweries. That's rad. That signed on to do it with yeah. like the same stipulations of hundred percent of the proceeds. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Yeah. It's gonna make some money. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well let's, let's get maybe a little bit more specific about this beer if we want. What do you, what do you get out of this initially? I get zero bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. But I like that. I mean, it's exactly what it is. We've spoken about how underrated 
and kind of forgotten about beers like Sierra Nevada's Stout. Oh, yeah, this is are, right. Yep. It's in that same region. Like this reminds me a lot of Sierra Nevada's Porter that just comes in a brown six pack yeah. that nobody ever buys, but like it's still really solid. Somebody must buy it. I just, I've never seen anybody drink one right? in public. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's like a, I don't know. They just no, take it home and. You've never been to a barbecue and somebody's just had a bottle of Sierra Nevada no, Porter. No, it doesn't happen. But it's really good. Yeah. It's still really good. There's just so much out there and so many bells and whistles. And, you know, how often do you see a porter that doesn't have coconut or vanilla? Oh, I you know. know what I mean? It's really, and, and that's something too, like I was going to say, it's really refreshing. Um, and I think there's that lack of heaviness from all those adjuncts. It's a really, it's almost like, I think in an ideal sense, a porter, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a porter is like a happy medium between a brown ale and a stout. Somewhat, yeah. At least in in body and flavor to me. Because um, brown ales are, are definitely lighter, mm-hmm. um, sort of quenching a lot of time. And stouts are pretty heavy. But this is like a lot of the flavors you'd get from a stout, but a little bit less of the heaviness. Yeah. You you get a ton of it from the the roasted malts. Yeah. Just that dark, dark color and that super uh, very bitter bite at the yeah. beginning. But this beer is actually um, fairly refreshing. It's really easy to drink. It's very um, easy on the mouth. It's got a nice texture. It's it is thin, but in a good way. You get that nice bitterness, but also it's it's very very drinkable. Yeah, totally. I think um, also at at their their standard Russian River price of five dollars and fifty cents for a, a just over a pint, it's pretty reasonably priced. Um, I've always respected them for that. Like they could mark up the crap out of like Pliny or any of their other beers, but they're all they're all they've stayed consistent, and mm-hmm. with the exception of like their. Um, uh, you know, sours. Yeah, they're sour line, and and even those have stayed consistent. They're just more pricey. Mm-hmm. Um, porter beers. By the way, I heard this rumor, and I don't know if it's true. So I was trying to do some research real quick, but I think it was established uh, several centuries ago. Uh, a porter is a job. Somebody on, we talked on, about. On, this. Did we talk about this? We totally I couldn't remember if this was on this. air. Yeah, it was like a river man. Yeah, and porter. like, and so like the English pubs would have all these different styles of beers, and they would just try to make the strongest thing they could for these guys that came in after a hard day on the water, mm-hmm. and they just blend beers, and it would be like this dark and kind of probably gross ale. Maybe and eventually, could. this was developed, and I think that's really interesting. You know, so it is. That's cool. I like beers that are named after jobs. I mean, there's really right. probably the only one. I do actually, I kind of want to read. So I'm getting this info off of um, allaboutbeermagazine.com. It's just allaboutbeer.com, which seems like I literally just typed in like beer and then this came up, but. What is beer? It seems like a pretty reputable thing. And I'm going to read what they have here. And in regards to what I just said, they say what com- one common account of the origin of a porter is charming, but probably incorrect. It claims that pub owners tired of mixing different beers to order found a way to brew a single beer with the characteristics of three threads. And that became porter. It's more likely that London brewers of brown beer facing competition for customers improved the quality of their beers. The new, quote, improved brown beer, well-brewed with more hops and aged longer, came to be known as a porter. The name porter was adopted for these beers because of the new brew's immense popularity with the porters who carried the goods around the city. So well, somewhere between between both, both yeah. tales. Makes sense. It's, it's right there in the middle. Yeah, but I'm uh, back to this one. I mean, the the Windsor Porter from Russian River, I think, is is very good. It's a perfectly well represented porter. No, it's got I no bells it. and whistles. It's, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. Tastes exactly like it's supposed to taste. Yeah, I I have high marks for this. Do you have a Do you have a conclusion of what you'd like to throw out for a rating for this thing? It's an eight two. Okay, nice. I was going to give it an eight five. Solid beer. Yeah, solid beer. I would for sure drink it again. Mm-hmm. I'm, glad, I'm glad I got two bottles of this instead of one. Mm-hmm. Um. I was thinking about aging one for a minute, but I don't know. I don't it's, think it warrants. It's episode it. 100. 
Got to yeah, get on that horse. Let's just drink yeah. it all. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's that's Windsor Porter from Russian River. Let's uh, let's finish drinking this on our own time. But we'll talk about in the meantime. What's got us hot and bothered this week? Uh, seems apt for episode 100. If you don't know what we're talking about, once a week we talk about something that you know has got us real fired up, real happy, real hot, or something that's got us down in the dump, something we don't like, or something that's got us bothered. Mm-hmm. And then we put them together, call it hot and bothered. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do one of each. Sometimes we don't. I don't care. Yeah. What's up with you? Thanksgiving was hot. That was a good time. I smoked my first turkey. Oh, nice. How did smoked turkey that's probably great it was really good it retained a ton of moisture Mm -hmm. like even today like i reached in the bag and grabbed a piece and it was just still super moist and delicious how long did that take oh three ish about three hours that's it yeah i feel like and i don't know obviously but when you smoke stuff doesn't it take like if you smoke um like brisket doesn't it take like 10 hours Mm, brisket takes like 10 to 16 yeah um turkeys usually take a little bit longer but i i did a technique called spatchcocking cool uh it's where you flip the bird over and chop the spine out wow that's great yeah it well it eliminates the cavity of the body which traps heat oh interesting Um, i kind of thought that might help no so you lay it over and you cut out the spine and then you kind of crack the breastbone and then split it and then you lay it out flat there you go and it cooks super evenly and a lot faster great man and also the trigger i have goes up to like 375 so it's basically a convection oven that uses wood smoke and heat to cook because the whole well not the whole thing but part of smoking is that you do it at a lower temperature most of the time right to yeah just um, imbue it with more of the smoke flavor yeah the main principle behind that is that um meat will absorb smoke flavor up to 140 degrees oh after that it does not take on as much smoke so you can actually kind of crank the temperature up and, a, and just yeah. cook it faster interesting so that's neat yeah it's a fun thing to mess around with yeah but yeah i just threw the bird in there at like 275 300 and yeah and this is at your place yeah cool in the backyard it was fun just uh us and the the two people staying with us because of the fires had a real mellow time love it just ate a bunch of food. I got a shout out to New Earth Market. I got a vegan um, pumpkin spice cheesecake. Oh. And it was so good. Nice. Yeah, because I can't have dairy. So right. it was That's awesome. great, man. Yeah. I, I'm not big on the pumpkin spice flavor. I never yeah. have been. It was good. Yeah. If you like it, I'm sure it was very tasty. Yeah. Uh, well, I my Thanksgiving was also great, uh, but not at first because I had to drive from Reno to Windsor. Oh, Yeah. Um, so I want to tell that story. Yeah, dude, because <laughs> it's kind of a hot and bothered all yeah, wrapped yeah, in yeah. one. So I'll, I'll just say the hot off the top was I got to spend uh, Thanksgiving with both my immediate family and my future family uh, in Gianna's family. We integrated our Thanksgiving for the first time. It was lovely. Um, Everybody's family get along? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, my family got to meet a lot of um, Gianna's father's side of the family, which hadn't happened yet. So that was great. Excellent. Um, so the plan was you- I was going to drive from Reno. I was going to leave at 8.30 in the morning, get there by about 12.30, ahead of schedule from all of my family, maybe help out. I don't know. Um, it was totally fine. I left for Reno on Sunday, like I always do. Uh, and there, the weather was clear at that point. But then on Thursday, apparently a big storm had happened on the I-80 pass, so like like two feet of snow or something. So there was a mandatory chain control that happened. Um, it was like right – it doesn't matter where it was. It was right by Donner Lake. Um, it was backed up like five miles because the the – the road people literally just stopped traffic and like we're doing it on a case by case basis. Like, all right, you're all wheel drive. You're good to go Two wheel drive. You got to pull off, put on chains. And that took like an hour to get through all that up to the point where they're like, yep, you're in a van, put on chains. So I pulled off, put on chains for a half an hour. Um, 
barely. I'm not, I'm not like good at it, but I know how to do it. Yeah. Well, and it's not a quick process. No, like, and, and I have the old school chains. Like, I think I told you that, but yeah. like, you just got to lay them out perfectly, roll onto them and get them all tight and then roll a little bit more and tighten them up and do that on both wheels mm-hmm. while giving yourself time in between so your hands don't freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, point is I got them on, got back on the freeway just in time to realize they had lifted the chain control. So I stopped again. I stopped on the on-ramp. I was a little frustrated at I this point. Say. Uh, pulled the chains off and got back on the road. And I got about 45 minutes up the road. There was an accident on the 80. And I uh, figured I could pull off and take some frontage roads and like go around it. Because that's mm-hmm. my GPS that I could do. So I did it. And I probably drove like 20 minutes that way. Very few other people figured out that route. So it was smooth sailing. And I had to urinate. So I figured... I'm in the country. I'll just pull off the side of the road, pee on a tree, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. That's what you do. That's what you do. Uh, and I pulled off immediately into like a, just a thing, just a big puddle of mud, just full on, like, like this, I guess it had rained a lot in that area and it was just, just so wet. And the second I drove off the road, it just sunk in, in my two wheel drive minivan. Oh. I spent like the next 30 minutes trying to get out of the mud, um, like getting down, trying to shove things under my wheels mm-hmm. and like trying to rock back and forth to... Yeah. Couldn't get out is the now, point. At this point, were you clean? No, no, at this point. So I've got, and like I was, I dressed up like it was a four hour drive. I put on nice clothes to go to. You're going to Thanksgiving. To, to Thanksgiving. So I had like my nicest pair of jeans on and, and like a sweet corduroy shirt mm-hmm. that all now I had, I don't think I've done laundry yet. So they're like just covered in mud. Like the knees are messed up. And uh, I actually ended up, I kept the jeans on by the time I got to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I took off the shirt. It was not good. Some guy finally came, pulled me out. It was awesome. Um, but at this point, like, I'm so behind schedule. I ended up getting, instead of 1230, I showed up at like 330. Uh, so my four hour drive turned into like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. It was very stressful. But got there, had a couple beers, hung out with family, had some delicious food. It kind of makes it better. Yeah, it was nice. I was so hungry at that point too. Yeah, like, I didn't I, eat breakfast. I was like, it's only four hour drive. I can tough it out till mm-hmm. lunch. I didn't eat until five. Eight hours later. I was so hungry. Yeah. So that's one of those like, you need a beer and a meal immediately. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was my Thanksgiving in a nutshell. It was mostly good except for some stuff. <laughs> I swear to God, I said it before, but that's some trains, planes, and automobiles. Stuff. Yeah. Planes, trains, planes, trains, planes, and trains. Yeah. What did I say? I, trains, planes, trains, planes, mm. planes, trains, automobiles and planes and trains. Yeah. Whatever it is. Do you feel this vehicle is safe for highway travel, sir? Mm. Gets you, movie. gets you, what is it? It gets you yeah. ready to be. She may She's not be a, yeah. much to look at. I can't even watch that movie in so long. It's so good. This yeah. is the perfect time of year to watch. That it. movie makes me cry. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to. It's a great movie. Yeah. Anyways. Well, that's awesome. That's me. I like it. Yeah. I've been such a lazy person the whole rest of the Thanksgiving that's weekend. That's fine, man. That's great. It's been a legit week weekend off. It's been nice. Yeah. So, mm. how about? How about? We call this good for our first segment. We jump to a break. We're going to come back and talk about friggin' Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Lameness in film. Mm-hmm. Can you, like, back me up here? Like, I, I'm not alone in thinking this movie is garbage, right? Oh, it was bad. Okay. <laughs> it was real bad. Um, so one more final alert. If you don't want uh, this film spoiled, uh, just go see it. Put the podcast on afterwards. But trust us when we say you're not, like, there's no surprises here, really. Like, we're not spoiling much. If you know the story of Robin Hood at all, this is just a crazier, more CGI'd version with worse acting and worse plot points. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. If you are a lover of fine beers as we are, you should head down to Secret Trail Brewing every single Monday for their Explorer series. They release a one-off beer that they 
do something crazy with, you might never see again. This Monday, today, as you're listening to this, they are releasing a beer called Black Forest Baltic Porter, and it's a raspberry and chocolate barrel-aged Baltic Porter, and quite frankly, it sounds delicious. Yeah, it's crazy. They don't mess around with their beers. I've had the pleasure of trying a few of them. As you know, if you're a listener of this podcast, we just released a beer with them. It was fantastic. Again, that's Secret Trail Brewing Co. right here in Chico. You can check them out in person at 132 Meyer Street uh, in South Chico, or you can find them online on all the social medias at Secret Trail Brew Co. Live and drink off the beaten path. You were a lord, but now you get to be a thief. And I'm going to show you how. Shoot me. Please. You have to be a warrior. Fast as you can. Faster. Uh, what are you doing to my coat? actually get to, you know, steal. What else you got? What else you got? What, what, what else you got? What else you got? Uh, I don't know where to start with. I guess I do know where to start. I'm going to start just with the synopsis. I'm going to start it like it's a well, normal movie. This year came out in 2018. It stars people. Yeah. You do that stuff. Okay, so, again... This came out in 2018. We're talking about Robin Hood, the stars Taron Egerton, Jamie Foxx, Ben Mendelsohn, Jamie Dornan, Tim Minchin, and one woman played by Eve Hewson. One woman in just the whole movie. One, just one. Women don't exist in this no, universe. Uh, certainly not named women. There's there's like serfs and peasants. In the there's background. One, one woman. Yep. So we'll get into that. Uh, this is directed by Otto Bathurst. How dare um, you. Who has done a smattering of things in the past, but um, what else has he done? Like little, like he's done a lot of TV work, so he's done some work on Peaky Blinders, Black Mirror, uh, Criminal okay. Justice, Hustle. Um, I don't know that he's done any full-length films before. At least I can't find anything if he has. Uh, so we'll say off the bat that that shows pretty intensely uh, by way of like not knowing exactly what kind of movie you're making. Yeah, had a had a lot of problems with this one. Yep. Um, so I did want to pull up, and I can't believe I forgot to do this, but I'm gonna do it real quick. Um. I want to pull up just kind of box office facts. Do it. I want to say this thing has, uh, at least from what I heard, an 11% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, um, which, you know, pretty low. I didn't know that going in. We For some reason, when I looked it up on my phone, there were no, it just didn't show me the ratings. So I was like, maybe maybe this will be good. Um, but it runs an hour and 45 minutes. It's rated PG-13, uh, and it's made, as of November 25th, about $14.2 million. And uh, I know how. I, it's because when you go to see a movie, you don't get your money back if it's bad. Yep. You still have to spend it. So, Johnny. Yo. What did you think of this movie? Uh, right now, this has an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. and a 52% audience score. That's insane. I People are dumb. Not all people. If you're hearing this, I'm not talking about you, but other people. I might be talking about some of you. I don't know, man. I This is, this is yeah. So, okay. So what did you think? <clears throat> I did not like this movie. Me neither. Should we say just for pretty much the rest of the episode? Yes. Uh, spoilers. Yes. Uh, this whole rest of it's just the danger zone because we're going to talk about the movie. Then we're going to talk about uh, we're going to have a danger zone for this movie. Correct. Then we're going to do some other wild and crazy stuff involving danger zone yeah. type activities. But essentially, this is the danger zone for this movie also. I'm yeah. not really pulling any punches right now. Nah, fuck this movie. Yeah, I was going to say for language too. So yeah. if you got your kids, you were just caught off guard by that. Fuck them. Wow, fuck <laughs> your kids. Don't not, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Here we go. What? No. So, don't you, fuck your kids. So you didn't low hanging fruit. No. I didn't like this movie. Why? Um it was in roughly every way you can screw up a movie, screwed up. The acting was just awful. The dialogue was not snappy or well written. The characters, I really could care less about any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, all the terrible one-liners, the throwaways. I mean, the, we can go on and on. Uh, those are some of the things I liked the least. Sure. I had high hopes for this movie because of Jamie Foxx. He usually comes with a great deal of credibility. Um, the trust is now gone, Mr. Fox. The trust is gone. Yeah, I also had high hopes for this. I, I'm a big fan of of the Robin Hood fable. Sure. Um, like we both talked about, we like the Kevin Costner version. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a very long time, so I'm not so sure that it's a good movie, but I know that I like it. But this movie makes that one look awesome. Yeah, Oscar-worthy. 100%. Um, this movie, it's kind of all over the place, which was my one of my biggest critiques, is like it starts off with sort of a, a Shrek-esque intro where it like opens up an old map or a book and it's like, like Taron Egerton's narrating. It's like, I could tell you the story of how you know i don't know the story begins with a thief yeah but not this not the thief you know it's actually this uh girl thief and then oops i've now caught the girl thief i'm a rich lord my name is robin of loxley i love you and then they that's marion that's the one woman and uh so like i'm like all right that's cool i get that like they have a love story then robin gets drafted into the war yep he goes to fight the crusades Crusades. yeah um and we'll get into the specifics of like the vibes of all these different chapters. Like we talked about how it felt very like war in Iraq slash snipery kind of weird. Yeah. Thing. Um, and, and then he comes back from war and he's lost his estate to the, to the sheriff of Nottingham, who is another character that we know, uh, like from the tale, mm-hmm. um, played by Ben Mendelsohn. Mm-hmm. And like, he has to then become Robin Hood, the Robin Hood that we all know, except that it's like a fun modern twist on it because, there's CGI now and fitted uh-huh. leather jackets and like fashions all over the place. Yeah. It's very strange. Um, but then like you have Jamie Foxx's character who is, um, um, uh, he played Morgan Freeman's character. Yeah. From the who was, he's a Moorish, um, in this case, uh, soldier mm-hmm. who lost his son in the war. We find out, uh, I don't, I don't even want to take the time to go into no, that. Doesn't Anyways, matter. he trains, right. He lost his hand. So now he's not a good soldier. He has to train, uh, Robin to be good mm-hmm. at it. Better but better. Then you have like the fire tuck character. There's there's a whole bunch of stuff like with the church going on here, where like the church is secretly um, like helping to fund the war effort for the wrong side, like for not the English army. Yeah. So that kind of touches on I know one of your problems with this movie. Like, was it an action movie? Was it a fairy tale movie? Was yeah. it a spy movie? Was it yeah. a political thriller? And it tried to be like all, all those things. All of them. Not even like. Not even all at the same time. Like it just felt like it was such a weird thing. Like there would be this section of the movie, then it would jump to this, and it's like a totally different mm-hmm. movie, different feel. Um, there's also a ton of that. Like you mentioned it, like the Kingsman thing, where there's like ramping in and out of slow motion for mm-hmm. like bullets, or in this case, like crossbow bolts flying by. Yeah. Um, which can be fun, but I found it extremely tiring in this one. Like, give me like two of those shots, make them really good, and and then at some point, I remember I checked out completely when um the first attack on the mines. That's where all these kind of the poorer people live and they work and give all their taxes to the, the whatever church. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they get raided by the, the soldiers of 
the you know god the, I guess the police are they the police i guess they're the sheriff of nottingham's like special soldiers yeah. that were ex-army that were specifically tasked with catching right. robin hood but then all the other guys do like all those normal soldiers yeah. kind of look like riot police but in armor yeah they're like had stormtrooper masks yeah, almost weird. like what um, but they raid the mines and, and there's like this big chariot chase scene where can yeah. i interject yeah. it was at this point in the scene or in the movie where they went from semi-practical yeah. effects to full cgi yeah it's it's like it reminded me of that movie um with kit harrington called pompeii mm. it was the story of pompeii but it was like it made it like a love story and, mm-hmm. and like the last third or half of the movie was just all the volcano exploding um so they immediately went like all right let's just do it all on the computers and it was so visually different yeah and it's like not like i don't know it did not blend well together no. No. it was a, such a stark contrast i remember talking about ready player one and and i think the genius of the way they did that movie or even the way the book's written not that it was written to become a movie necessarily but um is that it's explicitly known that you have these integrations of a real world with video game around it mm-hmm but here it's like you went from what should be like old timey medieval feeling realness mm-hmm. and grittiness to completely bubblegum CGI. Like, oh, yeah. Just just the worst, and the worst type of representation of the style of animation you could imagine. And nobody in this movie was like remotely dirty. It, it, well, none of the main characters. Yeah. Everybody else is gross. Yeah. Like everybody else is just covered in soot. And, and all the main characters are just like glowing. Yes. All the time. Uh, the, the only trick has like perfect makeup with really heavy eyeliner on the whole time. Yeah. Like the first time you see her, she's the only thing she's in like a disguise and mm-hmm. then you can see is her eyes. And I guess that's like, that's why he loves her is cause she's, she's beautiful, I guess. Yeah. Eyeballs. Like, oh, I'm, I'm the rich little person that lives here. You can have this horse. Also let's be married in about two and a half minutes mm-hmm. and signify that marriage by just making out a lot. Oh, the character development was so good. Can we talk about also like how mad he is when he comes back and cause like he's been announced dead by the sheriff, like there's been a plot to take his manor, mm-hmm. except he has to get in good with the sheriff because he's got like, they kept saying like, pull the pull the tail of the snake and see who bites. That's like the big, mm-hmm. there's that strategy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like goes away. He's declared dead. He's gone for four years. He's been declared dead for two years by the time he gets back. And uh, Marion has fallen in love with somebody else, obviously. Because uh, it's been four years. Played by Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan? No, that's the guy from uh, Not This. Uh, no, not Chris Daughtry, I believe. Yeah. No, it is Jamie Dornan. Okay. I'm not crazy. He plays. Okay. I didn't realize he played Will Scarlet. I didn't even connect that. That's because it didn't matter. They like used all of the characters' names. They have like Robin of Loxley, Little John, Sheriff of Nottingham. I don't even think Jamie Foxx was called Little John. Nope. Not once. No. So whatever. Um, point is Marion has fallen in love with Will at this point because she thinks her husband, uh, has been dead for a couple years and then like. Robin's super mad when he gets back. Like, how could you do this to me? And they like, when they first reconnect, it's like, oh, what's up, Robin? Yeah, it was so flat. I don't know. It's so weird. Um, And her, Marion, and her new husband are like kind of spearheading some revolution underground, like political revolt. Yeah. 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 And like his whole thing is like, I have political aspirations. Let's be nonviolent. And she's like, no, we have to, we have to fight. The people want to fight, fight Mm -hmm. for the people, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. All very weird. I don't remember where I was going with this at this point. We had gotten to the the, the point in the plot where the, the horses were in the chase, and that's right. when you checked out. Oh, because it's like like gritty medieval stuff. So like you have that whole section where he's in war, and there's like executions happening, even though they're off screen. Like You still kind of feel that intensity of like prisoners of war being tortured. And then it just jumps around, and by the end, it's just like, all right. I, I said it to you at the end of the theater, like 
at the end of the theater after the movie. Yeah. Um, they finally escape everybody. Like they get out to the forest. And at this point, like the movie feels like it should have been over a long time ago. And you hear Robin talking to like all the people he's just helped escape. And he's like, all right, everybody, I know you're tired. Hang in there. And I swear it felt like they were talking to the audience. Like, <laughs> all right. Cause like, I thought there was gonna be like another 30 minutes of this movie. Like just them trudging through the forest. I'm like, thanks for that, man. I really needed that right now. My popcorn is not good anymore. It's my water is soda. Vice versa. Did she just go full John Krasinski and tell us that we're hanging in there? Yeah. But like, like that's what, what I thought. Like not really like the second, <laughs> but I, for a second I was like, what a really, what a really smart move. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. I found myself being um, a little bit confused by this movie because it felt a lot like that Guy Ritchie movie of King Arthur. Yeah. That we did, like, I think that was episode 32. That was the episode you puked on. Yeah, yeah. I puked not on that episode. After. But nobody, like, these people didn't have to know that. That's fine, man. <laughs> it was on our bonus content. We had a lot to drink. That was, whole, that was part of the whole thing. I tell everybody. It was a risk we took. I tell. Yeah, like, have you ever met my buddy Max to do a podcast with? Oh, he puked boy. one time. That is a good hook. Yeah. Um, point is. This movie felt very derivative in, in all of its good moments. I felt like it was not original, Yeah, but I was dealing with it and all the bad moments. I also felt were not original, but not cohesive either. No. Just like some people had like, they like they had a writing room full of people and they like just put soundproofing between all of them. Like, all right, write the different scenes. Mm -hmm. And then they just shoved it together yeah. to make this garbage movie. It was so confused about what it wanted to be. And yeah. it was, none of it was good. So here's a fun question. What? On episode 50, we covered the Justice League. Yeah. Episode 100, we're covering Robin Hood. Yeah. Which movie's worse? Oh. Oh, this movie. I think just oof. for sheer entertainment and silliness and visual effects, I'd probably watch the Justice League again. Mm. Like if I had to gun to my head, watch one of these right now, it'd be Justice League. I think mine would be this, but it's close. Yeah. I think, I think the, the, I mean, either way, you're not going to be like happy. You yeah, I, I almost think that like the, the, the mm, I don't know, maybe it's that the, this movie doesn't have a history of its uh, franchise being horrible. So yeah. I can take it a little bit lighter, like, oh, it's stupid, but it's fun. Mm -hmm. It's a, That's what people are going to say about this movie. People that liked it are going to be like, hey, it's not supposed to be a great movie. It's entertaining and it's a thrill ride. Um, And no, it was, first of all, it's not, it's not thrilling. And it was to, not entertaining. No, like. But I can I can get over it. I that last scene in Justice League with like what's Steppenwolf oh, and his yeah. aliens, and I could just go my whole life without seeing uh, what's his name as Aquaman again. Yeah, which I know I won't be able to because that movie's coming out yep. next year, and we're gonna have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, that's, I'm, that's, I'm, a, that's a loser's coin toss if yeah. I've ever heard one. Yeah, uh, I'd definitely watch either of these over White Boy Rick. See, are that's and you and I will disagree. What, what would you rather watch? This movie or uh, La La Land again? La La Land. Okay. 100%. Great. I'm just checking. 100%. Uh, how about this or Arrival? This. You would, you, okay. Do you think this is better than Arrival? Because you should just. Really no, Arrival wasn't it. a bad movie. I just didn't fucking like it. But you liked it less than this? Yeah. Maybe. Is it just because you didn't know what to expect? No, it was just boring and dumb. This was boring and dumb. They were both boring and dumb. Yeah. It's a boring and dumb off. I. Again, for the history of forever, I'll have to disagree with you on Arrival. And I think until you rewatch it. I'm going to watch it again and be disappointed still. I don't know that you will. I think you've grown. Maybe. I think you'll appreciate it now. I'll check it out. I don't want to necessarily talk more about this movie. I think we have more important things to do. <sighs> like literally anything else in the whole damn world. But I will rate this movie now. Two. One. Oh. Yeah, it's not It's not good or whatever. No. So. Well, I can't like, let you rate it lower than me. Well, you said two. You can't change it because no, of my rating. It's it's a two. I was thinking 1.5, but yeah. two. 
Um, it's dog shit. I do. Okay. So there, there's a couple of scenes that I found fine, especially early on. I think, um, the training montage sucked, hated the training montage um, and you knew it was coming too. Mm, Cause they, that was like a big selling point of the trailers. They were like, this is cool. Like shoot faster. So you heard it in the trailer. Like, yeah, um, it was like that Rocky style. Like, yeah. uh, Jamie Foxx is watching him do push ups yeah. type situation, but like no inspiration behind it. No, all. or no good music. But I do think some of Jamie Foxx's scenes were okay. Um, when he's not having to do like the action scenes with the CGI components, when he's just speaking, like I thought, I thought for a minute, um, there's a scene where he's in a jail cell and he's talking to Ben Mendelsohn's character. I'm going to make sure that's the right person. I'm not tripping out. Right. No, you are. Okay. When he talked about, he'd be the last thing he sees. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was good when he wasn't interrupted by the sheriff of Nottingham's stupid, exaggerating torture things. Oh, he was such a mustache twirler. Yeah. Like he had to just up it every time too. He like boil him in his own. Yeah. Like I'm going to boil him in his own poop. He didn't say that, but he said, yeah. And then, yeah, like, like I want the the rivers to run red with their blood and then make them drink it through a straw in their the, nose and, the, and rape their family. Like and the dogs would be licking up their yeah, blood from like, the streets. It was almost comical. Like he was like taking it further and further every time. And I, like, I can't imagine that's serious. No, but I guess it's supposed to be in the fucking fashion. That, oh, yeah. That was one thing. of my, just looking at this movie visually. Yeah. So distracting. Yeah, it's very weird. Like Ben Mendelsohn, the sheriff in Nottingham, wore like a pleather trench coat. Yeah, it looked like a suit, but like a weird like. With like shiny black leather, like mm-hmm. goth kid boots. The way that I think of it is like there's there's like essentially maybe four separate like fashion types, mm-hmm. right? There's there's like the whole there's like the whole over in Arabia stuff. There's like the military stuff, mm-hmm. which is basically looks like dumbed down SWAT team stuff. Yeah. It looked like desert storm almost. Yeah. yeah but like with, I don't know, like lacing to hold stuff together. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. Then there's, um, there's like the riot rebellion stuff with like the red mask, like the Antifa kind of looking mm-hmm. people. Um, and then there's like the gala, the high fashion stuff. Yeah. Which again, doesn't like, there's like furs and stuff. And I don't know. It was weird and costumes everywhere. Seemed weird. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like everything else in the rest of the movie, which is basically just like, the day-to-day sheriff stuff, the church stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of it is cohesive. No. It's just very weird to me. Yeah. If they would have stuck with any one of those overall looks. Yeah. Like if everybody in that world was dressed like, uh, what's his nuts? He, uh, Robin Hood. What's the actor's name? Taron Egerton. Taron. Edgerton? Egerton? I'm not, I think it's Egerton. Egerton. Yeah. Yeah. If everyone was dressed like that. Yeah. Like it would have, but there was no cohesion. Also like this is, this is a pretty big signifier. Like when you hear this or like a, like, Hey, this is, this is a stupid undeveloped villain is like when the villain, it's like a classic bond movie, like just completely explains their plan Oh yeah, right at the exact perfect moment. Mm-hmm. And I, so it was like, it was Sheriff Nottingham and the Cardinal uh, Cardinal of the church, uh, the Catholic church. And like Taron Egerton at this point, Robin has, has won the trust of the sheriff. He's yeah. there's like a whole back line of backstory of him. Like, working his way up the ranks of the royalty, even though he's stealing from them. So it's edgy and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, like five minutes of backstory. Yeah. And then like the sheriff of Nottingham says to the Cardinal, like, hey, this is Robin. I trust him. And the Cardinal's like, well, here's all of our plans. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, if we are going to keep, he said, I swear it was like one sentence or two. He's like, keep, if we want to keep funding 
the Arabs in our war effort. We need to send that money and you need to keep sending our soldiers to die. And then we'll be the most powerful men in the world. <laughs> uh, he even got more detailed than that. Did he? He's like, if we're going to take over power from yes. the king of England, yeah. <laughs> we need to send this money on this boat by this time from this dock. It's crazy. Like, I'd want to say too, like that's, that's one line in the movie that I think maybe like the director had like a nephew who's like seven, like, hey, what would you do if you were a bad guy? Mm -hmm. But it's not the one line. It's like all of them were written by that kid. Mm-hmm. It's like he's got like some some blackmail on his uncle. It's like you make the movie I want to make, pop uncle uncle pop pop. I don't know, and that's what we have now. Is this movie is real now? So, so 2018's Robin Hood, written by a seven year old who was blackmailing his uncle. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's a one two, for me. It's a two for me and a one for Max. Maybe one of the worst rated movies of all time on this show. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I'd want to throw this movie in the garbage and not talk about it anymore. Yeah, let's jump to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to do our Danger Zone Supercut. Supercut, Supercut. Some super of cut, our super favorite cut. moments of the last 50 episodes. Uh, some of these involve movies that we've covered. So if you hear us talking about a movie you haven't seen, uh, just skip forward a few minutes. Um, I don't think I'm probably going to take the time to break it down in the description, but I might because some of the taglines uh, might be pretty funny. Oh, it's going to be tedious, but... So grab a beer. Sit down, or if you're driving, maybe don't grab a beer. <laughs> if you're driving, uh, stay seated. <laughs> if you're driving, do a shot of whiskey right now. But if you're just cleaning around the house, or I don't know what everybody does listening to podcasts, but if you're around the house and want to want to have some fun with us, grab a beer, and we'll relive some of our favorite moments right after this. Hey, out there listening in podcast land, are you hungry? Do you like food? Do you like beer? Do you eat and drink? You should go down to the handlebar and do both of those things there, and you should do it every single day between 2 and 6. Why is that, Max? Because, my friend, that's their happy hour. They have a dollar off all of their draft beers, all of their amazing beers. They have a great lineup, and again, it's a dollar off seven days a week for four hours straight from 2 to 6. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's a great deal, and they have great food, and they're open seven days a week. They're located at 2070 East 20th Street just by Best Buy and Winco. Go over there before you go grocery shopping, before you go TV shopping. Before you go food shopping, get a beer before your food. Check out their social media. They just released the lineup for their anniversary week starting December 3rd. Check them out at uh, Handlebar Chico, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Any, like if it was somebody I didn't know saying manly, if it wasn't you, I'd be like, okay, I think I know what that guy means. Yeah. I think he means macho. And in, in, in like an overarching way where he is, he's bigger than women, he's better than that. But I know that's not what you're saying, Yeah, no, which for, is why I'm confused. Maybe more, I don't know, like quasi-socially acceptable. Maybe that's why I like those kids' movies, but not the ones with real-life actors. Mm. Whereas like that's just animated. Like I love cartoons, but I can't like La La Land. I think this gets back to the, well, kind of. I feel like I'm just fucked up. Like, yeah, the point we were saying about Justice League, like, there's a part of our brain that, like, looks at Gal Gadot's buttons, like, oh, I love butts. <laughs> She's so hot. But then there's a part of our brain that's like, that's that shouldn't be the case. Exactly. And I think I could see, like, if that's what you're saying, where your knee-jerk reaction to La La Land is like, oh, this is not, I don't want this. Yeah. But then there's a part of your brain that's like, that shouldn't be a thing. That makes sense to me. I think uh, in in a, a, a lot of ways, that's kind of what it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. La La Land's like Gal Gadot's butt. A little bit, yeah. That yeah. makes me like La La Land a little bit. We should watch it again sometime. We should watch that and 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 fuck Arrival. If you're not into Arrival, that's fine. But it's not a it's like a macho thing with that. That's you didn't want to see it. No, it's not a macho thing. It's just like a sci-fi yeah. alien movie purist thing where yeah. I'm like, you sold me an alien movie and then you gave me a psychological mm -hmm. not thriller. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But 
All right, Johnny what Swan. just happened? <laughs> so that was that was um, what? When did that episode come out? That was episode fifty. Uh, yeah, episode fifty, way back in November of twenty seventeen. Okay, so about a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, and we talked about how you are on record now saying you're going to revisit La La Land. Yeah. So even though I know the answer to this, some people don't. Have you revisited it since? Fuck no. Okay. Are you still going to be true to your word and see it again at some point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, I, I still think this. I've said this before, but I think you'll still enjoy it. Okay. Or not still enjoy. I think I still think you will enjoy it, uh, seeing it. So what you just heard was a clip from long ago. Yeah. We're going to do a bunch of that. Yeah. We're and we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. This is, Yeah, it's kind of be the format of what we do um, for the next however long this takes. We're just going to play some of our favorite clips and then just maybe unpack them in real time. We're getting wild and crazy. Um, and that one's maybe a more mild example, but now you understand the format. And I think we might just jump straight back to uh, our, our next one, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Uh, about this arrival i still don't want to watch again. that's fair i think that was fine um so yeah okay enjoy this next one from episode 52 all right you gotta talk then i'll get it it's gone forever can't believe you get we need the bottle why because we gotta i gotta read it and like talk about the label i gotta oh, touch it man you gotta uh, touch it tell about it you want to get it i don't care i'm closer to the door yeah but i'm closer like i got more room yeah the danger zone is real right now i'll go get it also your shirt is fucking phenomenal max is wearing a Little Mermaid shirt. He left, but it's it's real. He's wearing Gianna's shirt, actually. Technically speaking, Max is cross-dressing this episode. It's bisexual shirt. You're wearing women's clothing, sir. It's fine. It is fine. The shirt's bisexual. No, I would think it would be a unisexual. No, it's bisexual. I know so what I said. Ariel likes uh, boys and girls. Well... I think when they're mermaids, they're not boys or girls. They're like hey, fish. Never look a merman in the eye, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. How am I going to watch The Shape of Water? He counts as a merman. It's right? not a merman. That's a sea creature. He's like a merman. He's not a merman. All right, well. I, I still don't know if he is a merman. I was saying during that, I was hoping you wouldn't bring up that particular. I remember that moment because I was like, man, it'd be so funny if I could convince everybody that I was I was saying bisexual when I actually meant unisex for my shirt. Uh a year later, that's not a funny joke, so I'm sorry. But I make I feel like we're going to touch on more things where I don't make funny jokes, but in the moment, I'm like, this is comedy gold. Yeah. <laughs> no, I it. love it. When you have like that theory where you're like, this joke's yeah. going to be funny, gonna everyone's going to laugh, Johnny's going to pee himself. No. Yeah, I've got, we've got one coming up. I'll, I mean, I'll just say it, say it no, when, when it comes up. Don't but, um, spoil it for yeah. me. I don't know. Um, yeah, you do. But it's fine. <laughs> it's another uh, quote-unquote bad joke. Um, uh, I like this one because it really shows... We do it. We've gotten better about it, but half the time we like argue about who's gonna go grab a beer, yeah. or like we talk about production shit, yeah, about the show and like on the show yeah. because we're super professional. I used to be better about like like um, cutting that stuff out, but I've adopted the less editing is more. Yeah, not that it's more, but it's more genuine maybe philosophy yeah. that you enjoy. I've just been kicking you. It's been given and taken a little bit. Like I, I used to be real anal. Like it, editing would take me a long time because I would be like, okay, well. There's like too much dead space there, or we both said um twice, and I yeah. would cut that out. And I think there's something to be said for high quality of production in that sense. But uh, combined with the the genuineness of less editing, and you and I, I hope getting a little bit better at uh, conducting ourselves I in a conversational like a, yeah. sense. I speak like a fucking god. Oh, yeah, for sure. Obviously, definitely you do. But yeah, we've both gotten better at carrying a conversation. I think, and also, I love it when you know. For me, podcast quality is when it sounds good. It's recorded well. 
uh, the content as far as vocal errors, things like that, those are like endearing. That's just okay. It's part of the bag, man. Sure. As long as it's recorded well and it's mixed well and it's at a nice volume. Yeah. I uh, suppose so. It pisses me off how many podcasts have worse yeah. uh, quality than we do. Like, yeah. We're in Max's extra room. I mean, yeah, given man. we've gotten some decent we, equipment. And we know how to use it. I think that's important too. And like we each know how to speak on a microphone. Like you see so many podcasts, I'm going to lean back in my chair and like people will be talking like this. And it's like, yeah, man, it's just kind of like, I just, you know, like, um, I don't, it's cool. Like, and then the other guys up here yeah, and they talk over they, each yeah, other. Was, I don't even know if this is going to get through the noise gate. Yeah. It probably will. But it's like, crazy. That's so like, and if you just, just readjust yourself slightly, yeah, it's not compose hard, yourself man. and speak. I'd also like to say that is a unisexual uh, shirt. It's a great shirt. It was at Target for like $12. No one's judging your shirt, man. All right. I said it was phenomenal. I love it. So I, wait, when, what was the date on, on that episode? Uh, let me pull it up real Yeah, quick. so that was episode 52, I believe. Also, how lucky are we that we can just dick off and like argue about merman versus mermaid and we just that's what we do with our free time? I mean, I don't, yeah. I'm pretty I, happy with us. The fact that I was the butt end of that, we'll say goofing around, uh, not as fun, but <laughs> you know, that's okay. Yeah, that came from the Three Billboards episode from December 8th, 2017. All right, we're well, moving right along. We're going to fast forward one week into the future through episode 53. Extremely relevant. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So this movie, like, it, it pulled on some strings mm-hmm. for me, too, just because I think I lost my grandma and my grandpa this year. Yeah. And yeah, my uncle. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of personal loss this year. Yeah. So it was really, it definitely brought that up a per- little bit. Personnel loss. Personnel? Personnel loss. God damn it. <laughs> I lost a lot of personnel. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't avoid that one. Okay, so let's just address this off the top. Insensitive joke I made. You lost family members. That's very tragic. <laughs> what is more tragic is not going for a good pun. You have to, man. You have to. And I know that you're, as I think, I'm in a larger sense of tying this in, that's why I picked this one. Uh, I think that it says a lot that I could make that joke in full confidence that you would know it's not from, a, like I'm not making fun of yeah. the fact that you lost family members, but I think it's important to deal with tragedy often with humor. And 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 I think that we have the dynamic that is, allows for that to happen. So it's great. Definitely. And that's one of my favorite jokes I've ever made in my life. <laughs> it's pretty phenomenal. And it was uh, a well-timed joke for a much-needed laugh yeah, and, at that and, moment. And, you know? Okay, so, so what episode was that one from? That was from episode 53. Okay, which was what film were we doing? We were doing... I think Coco, right? Coco, yeah. Cool. What Talk, were the, speaking maybe, of grandmas. Maybe we should, yeah. I think that's why it came up. Yeah. Uh, what about breweries? Maybe we should start doing like the breweries in the movie we did yeah. that episode. Yeah, it was Coco. We did 21st Amendment and uh, Lost Abbey. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I remember that. It's when we took a lot of our photos for um, that, that Brian Massa took for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a, uh, I don't that's know. It a really a good sweater. beer, too. Yeah, it was the, uh, it was the like Spiced El Ale. Sully yeah. was, the, was the 21st. And then it was the, um, oh my God. Yellow. It was the, um, you know, the, it was the one with the bride on it. Um, I think it was called. Yeah. But it had, fun. it was like a, I don't know what it was. It was probably good though. Yeah, it was good. Uh, anyway, so thank you for, for um, humoring me in that particular instance. That's good, man. It's good. You know, uh, I'm going to take you forward to January 23rd when we were covering the post Heretic in Modern Times to another very important uh, episode and some things about life. So where are we going? We're going to the future. What? Are we going to the past? No, we're going to the past. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, past. Um, so it was at that time about off getting off work. I was like, you know what? I really just want to go to the movies. You know, movies for me have always been super therapeutic. 
They're a way to take your mind off of anything that's going on in your life or anything that might not be going well and put your mind in a completely different place. And this movie really did that for me. It was one of those days where I needed a bit of a a mind break from just being heavy and dark and just be entertained and eat some popcorn and be Mm -hmm. happy. So I don't know. Movies are really important. At different times and in different things. And and when I'm in moods like that, it really reminds me how important movies are to me. That's such an interesting uh, thing to say. I mean, I feel like we've, there's, in the past couple of years, like there's, we've obviously gone through stuff in our personal lives and clearly our community has gone through stuff and people go through things a lot. And one of my favorite things about podcasts in general is that like, it's from, well, the ones that I listen to, it's like friends that aren't really friends, obviously, because they don't know me most of the time. Um, but it's, it's a nice escape. And yeah. I think that's kind of what you're saying about movies. In huge, general. huge escape. So being able to integrate them both, like to do a podcast, then talk about things that help you get your mind off things in general. It's kind of like a double, double feature. It is. And just going back through these clips, just listening to that again, reminded me how lucky we are to get to do this every week and, and how much I appreciate you and our fans in this show. Um, movies are important and they mean a lot to me and they help me take my mind off things and, it's a big escape, and I think everyone needs that. And then to be able to escape like that and then get on here and maybe if stuff's still there, still bugging me, like we talk about it. Um, it's like I get an escape and then also some bonus guaranteed great conversation. Right. You know, it's really – I wish everyone was as lucky as me and they could do this every week. Yeah, man. I feel like I should say too, like, like we were just talking, we were ragging pretty hard on Robin Hood. But like still – it's fun. It was like I don't. I'm, I had I'm, fun with you. Yeah, I'm in no way mad that we had to go see that movie. Like, yeah, like some people leave a movie and like, oh, I wasted my money. Like, what a terrible time. Like, you're in a movie theater probably with somebody you like, and just you know, it's Enjoy a bad the movie. Deal with it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was great. Um, and you said that was from January something. Uh, yeah. Let me look that up. Exactly. Yeah, I just want to make. I know you said it right before we started, but I wanted to try to keep a timeline in my head too. Yeah, January twenty third, and that was episode forty four, fifty eight. 58. Not even close. Sorry, I was reading the wrong number on your yeah. thing upside down. Um, well, okay. Jump. So we're going to jump to episode 60. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a longer clip, but it's something that we both enjoyed, and we'll talk about it in just a second. Jump in the water. Easy. Yeah, so there was there was a nice balance of like the beauty and the romance to like visceral stuff. Yeah. like And, and Del Toro does that. You know, think sure. think totally. Pan's Labyrinth. Yep. You got these cute kids and cute creatures, and then just creepy shit. Yeah, yeah and then like what Vidal gets his like face slit yeah. open, and it's just like you see his teeth. Yeah, so I mean, he's really known for that that really just like yeah. black and white contrast of like violence to subtlety. Yeah. But I think that's great too, because in parables and fairy tales and fables, you have a lot of these good versus evil, and a lot of the time, evil doesn't seem so evil, right? But it's like, no, this is a huge reminder. Yeah, like Snow White, the evil. Queen, step whatever she is, like poisons Snow White with an. She dies. She kills her. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh huh. But it's like she just falls asleep peacefully. Yeah. Like if, fuck that. If you, she's getting murdered. <laughs> if you go back and read like a lot of like the old Disney fairy tales that had been made into movies, and you read like what the actual stories were, they're crazy. Like right. Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, it's nuts. It's brutal as shit. Yeah. yeah. Which is literally making pies out of children. Yeah, so I really liked that aspect of this. It caught me off guard, which I enjoy. Okay. Obviously, it's nice to be shocked. Yeah, I feel you, though, that that suddenly vigorous masturbation in the tub. Yeah, like, and it, 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 it escalated, too. Like, the first time you see it, it was kind of suggested almost subtly, yeah. but not quite. And then it was just, like, like just water splashing. Yeah, like, second, okay. Second time, she's just going to town, and you're like, yeah. I mean, it, 
I wasn't really expecting it, but it didn't really it didn't put me off. But no, no, could, not at all. But I could see how it would be like oh, like off not off putting, but confusing maybe. Like, I don't know. So weird. The reason I think it was necessary um, is because it set the stage for their very sexual relationship. Yeah. Right. And there's no there's no um, standard method like in screenwriting or in book history that I know of where it's like, all right, this is how you direct a scene where a woman has sex with a fish man. They just do. So like <laughs> you have to, you have to preface it somehow. I would love to read that chapter. Yeah. Like, I, but like, I don't, I can't think of a movie where I've seen this happen. And all of their sexual interactions happened in that bathtub. Totally. Was or at like, least in the bathroom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I love that scene where she fills up the bathroom so with water. Cool. So cool. So cool. Um, but yeah, you see him in the, bo- the amphibian man in his bodysuit. No genitalia at all. So, and then you get the vibe that I kind of have some relationship. And then she's like, and it immediately cuts to her at work. And she's like pushing her little cart. And Octavia Spencer's like, what are you smiling about? Yeah, why are you so smiling? And she just keeps smiling. She goes, oh, like, like basically goes you, like, oh, no, you didn't. It's well, like, okay. Because Octavia Spencer knew that she took the amphibian man home. Right. So she's like, you didn't. Right. You did? Yeah, how? how? And they like, do this hand thing where it's like a cave opening up and something unfolds. Yeah, it's like an unfurling yeah. of the amphibian man wiener. Which is very graphic when you think of like, there's, I, have, I have an image in my brain of what it looked like now. Not like a turtle. No, that's more of a straight, like kind of, like a, like a, like a jab. Yeah. This is more of a, like an uppercut, but in reverse. Maybe a duck? Yeah, I don't want to dwell on this. Have you ever seen a duck wiener unfurl? Oh, no. It's crazy. It just goes, whoo. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Do you know uh, pigs' uh, curly. penises are curly? Yeah. They're, they're corkscrewed. Yeah. Weird. Did Nature's you, crazy. Um, you know what? It's crazy. Uh, pig uteruses like evolved into like mazes. That's nuts. To avoid like rape. Is that true? And duck. Actually, I'm sorry. That's ducks. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. But maybe pigs too. I mean, there's a lot of rape in the animal kingdom. Yeah, it's just mating. That's yeah. what we call it. Yep. Um, the point is, <laughs> either you're getting raped or you're doing a sweet mating dance. So a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on there. So that was that was episode 60. Obviously, we're talking about The Shape of Water. Uh, episode 60, Johnny, came out when? Yeah, episode 60 came out February 6th, right. 2017. So this, is, this is just before Oscar season. I remember this. Like We were trying to get through. Like We did three billboards. We did, we did everything that was an Oscar contender. I think this is like the last movie that had not gotten to us. Almost everything. Yeah, it was like one. That's that we true. Missed. Yeah, but I think this is the last one we saw because um, it was like it came out in December or something, but it never made it to Chico. Yeah. We went hard on animal cocks in this Well, that one. too, but even before that, like, like um, the idea of Guillermo del Toro, like, really um, real, re, what's the way to say this? Um, making more realistic the telling of fairy tales mm-hmm. uh, is a crazy theme in his movies, and I think it's uh, very well displayed in The Shape of Water and in, like, Pan's Labyrinth, like, a lot of fairy tales are really kind of messed up. Yeah. And they're they're really dark. And I feel like so many Disney depictions, like I was saying a year ago, like, you know, they're like very peaceful and mm-hmm. there's like an evil character, but they're not that evil. Like they're just kind of creepy. Yeah. But there's some real stuff. Like mm-hmm. so you have the scenes in Shape of Water where like people get their throats slit or heads shot or mm-hmm. really graphic sex. And, oh, yeah. Um, it's a totally different approach and one that I think lends itself really well to that style and that narrative. Yeah, this was definitely the weirdest sex scene in Fresh Hop cinema history. Yeah, I don't, and we don't have a ton in the movies we've seen. There aren't a ton of like. I've been noticing that weird sex scenes. I feel um, like there's just been less and less sex scenes in movies in general. I, well, I don't know. I feel like are we just watching different movies? No, there was yeah. Um, there was a point in time where like 
the um, the film association that does all the ratings. I can't think of what they're called. Do you know? MPAA. Yeah, whatever that stands for. The yeah. movie. Whatever. Motion Picture. Thank you. Association Some- of America. Yeah. Dodgeball. Um, where like they didn't allow nudity on screen. I mean, mm-hmm. they had to be, that was like reserved for porn theaters, right? Mm-hmm. And porn theaters started phasing out. Um, and then you could like show things. And I think that was like between like when, when, when sex scenes in movies hit, hit their stride, so to speak, um, climax, if you will. Mm. Um, it was like in like the seventies to nineties. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the internet came about and like that wasn't, cause I think it was a big way to get people to the film mm-hmm. theater, this, you know, the theater. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's something to be said for that. Maybe. Um, but like, yeah, I can't think of like, I feel like the one that I picture is like really intense action movies, having a scene where like the man, the action hero gets to have sex with the hot, like a James Bond scenario or like, um, any type of Arnold Schwarzenegger movie probably. Yeah. Or like. Even I remember from like a childhood, like the Steven Seagal movies, there was yeah, always like, that like thing. there was always a pair of tits popping out from somewhere. And I feel like it's probably some combination of like uh, people in society not being okay with saying pair of tits anymore. Uh, and then also, <laughs> what? That's what they just, are. Uh, sure. Ta- I mean, if yeah, you and I would go back and forth on this all day. Um, but like maybe people being a little bit more woke about uh, that being pretty misogynistic. It was just like, having, oh, a hot woman for the main action man to have yeah. sex with. Cool. Let's put. Like, I think that's part of it. And then partially, like, people don't get their rocks off at the movie theater anymore as yeah. much, which is great for it, most people at the movie theater. It seems less obligatory. Yeah. Like, I think we both remember a point in time where every action movie, ev- like, everything that was R-rated, was like, oh, there's going to be nudity It was, it was like, it. the selling point. Yeah, like, get people out. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, it's weird. But, but, yeah, for sure, Shape of Water, like, maybe the weirdest sex scene I've ever seen at all like not regardless of the last two years of movies we've covered like yeah anytime you're having sex with a human and a fish man creature thing yeah and then somebody describes the 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 mechanics unfurling yeah the mechanics of the of the act itself i think is going to be yeah uh pretty strange that was a good time man yeah i like that a lot there was a quite a bit to unpack there that was fun let us go ahead and get to episode 63 we got a little clip coming from end of february february 27th last year I actually learned something on the Daily Zeitgeist that I thought you would appreciate. I might have learned it too because I listen to that podcast every day. I think it was the Daily Zeitgeist. They talk about cocoa versus cacao. Yeah. It's the same word. It's the same word. So it's just preferential. Age old debate mm, here on Fresh Hop Cinema. I'm going to say cacao. Yes. And I'll say often, cocoa. I'm going to say cacao as yeah. often as I can. Yeah, you might as well. Cacao. It's not interchangeable for anything. You got to still, it's got to be <laughs> chocolate. But <laughs> what will you have? How yeah. would you like your steak? Cacao. Cooked? Cacao. I feel like that's important to note. I, I was skimming through episodes preparing for this, and I always forget the decision we found in that. What episode did you say that was? 63? 63. C- Cocoa and cacao. Same uh, thing. C-O-C-O-A. Not without the A. It's got to be with the A. And then C-A-C-A-O uh-huh. are the same word as far as anybody's concerned. So if you're reading a stout and it's like, brewed with cacao and cocoa, you got to be like, hey- Hey guys, listen up, liars. Yeah, I know that because Fresh Shop Cinema taught me. That's the same thing. Yeah, I don't remember how we learned that. But you guys suck at words. Yeah, that was that was the whole point of that clip in my in my brain. But I really enjoyed unpacking that and remembering that that's a that's a word that we know now. It oh, is. Two and words. It's fun to say. It's fun to say cacao. Where are we going next? Next, we are taking a trip down to April fourth, hmm. twenty seventeen, from episode sixty four. And spring has got us sprung. 
Uh, and we're going to do our third beer first. Or I'm sorry, our second beer. Every time, well, yeah. Well, third segment, man. I know, I know, I hear you. Also, whatever, I'm pouring the beer. Things are getting loosey-goosey up in the Fresh Hop studio. Yeah, which is not even the Fresh Hop studio. The Fresh Hop studio we're in garage. The, we're in we're, the fresh we're shop. literally below the studio right now. We're in the Fresh Hop garage. We've taken a step down big time. Yeah, I actually don't mind this. Like, once we put the heater on, this is, it's cozy. It's not you know? bad. Okay, and that was a flashback to one of the many places we've recorded, and I got a kick out of that because I was going through all the danger zones, and I listened to this and realized we've recorded in a bunch of different places. Uh, so I'm thinking of, well, like regularly, I'm thinking of three. Yeah. Um, but we've also done a couple of offsite stuff. We did, we recorded one in the Secret Trail Brewing Room, mm-hmm. uh, one at Burgers and Brew with Miyagi. Yep. Um, am I missing anything? I think those were our... Two other ones, right? Yeah, I think that's that's it. I've done some stuff on my phone and used it for sound bites yep. here and there. But yeah, we've gone through a few incarnations of the Fresh Hop Studio. Yeah, it's our current place. And then last uh, last uh, winter, we recorded in my garage for four months, maybe? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. four or five months. And then before that, we did not, uh, Gianna and I did not live here, so we recorded in- The kitchen. The kitchen, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. old apartment. And uh, that was- Trickier because it was uh, very gracious of Jonah to like work around us because it's the kitchen, it's a common area, and we were a major inconvenience. Yeah, and that was the point too. Like we didn't have our uh, our production um, flow yeah. down super well, yeah. so like we we'd sit down to make a forty five minute episode and we'd be there for like three and a half hours. Yeah, well, and we hadn't really gotten to the point where we had good equipment either. It was crummy mics. We didn't yeah. have the that thing. That's true. I mean, we had an interface. It was just I think more like probably on my end, like learning how to produce a podcast well and, and optimize the sound or like optimize our sound for the space that we're in. Yeah. Like, that makes I, sense. I haven't listened back to those early episodes in a long time, but um, I remember thinking like they've just, it's so roomy sounding and um, a yeah. little hollow and you know, I don't know. Well, to be fair, you have better production value than most podcasts. Thanks man. Also, we didn't do a lot of like um, more like we did less analysis and more summarizing mm-hmm. in a lot of our movies early on. Yeah. Which is fine, but that's not something I really find compelling as somebody who listens to podcasts. Like I don't want to sit down and like listen to two people just rehash a plot no. of a movie. So shout out to everybody that's been with us from the early days. Yeah. Thank you for not abandoning like, us. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of optimizing, I want to take us back to a clip from let's see, what is that? March 17th last year, uh, about a theater who very aggressively optimizes their viewing experience and uh, some complaints from a customer that, let's just say, got kicked out. So let's take it back, way back, St. Patty's Day last year. At the Alamo Draft House, we have a simple rule. If you talk or text during the movie, we kick you out. Sometimes that pisses the movie talker off. What follows is an actual voicemail a customer left us after being kicked out. You guys actually enjoy treating your customers like a piece of shit because that's how I felt when I went to the Alamo Draft House. Okay, you know what? I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to text in your little crappy ass theater. It was too fucking dark in that place for me to find my seat. All right, I was using my phone as a flashlight to get to my fucking seat. So excuse me for using my phone in USA, United States of America, where you are free to text in a theater. I was not aware that I couldn't text in your theater, all right? I've texted in all the other theaters in Austin, and no one ever gave a fuck about what me I was doing with my fucking phone, all right? And it was on silent. 
It wasn't on loud. It wasn't bothering anybody. You guys, obviously, were being assholes to me. And I'm sure that's what you do, you know, to rip people off. You take my money, and then you throw me out. You know, I will never be coming back to your Alamo draft house or whatever. I'd rather go to a regular theater where people are actually polite. And, you know, I'm going to tell everyone about how shitty you are. And I'm pretty sure you guys are being assholes on purpose. So thanks for making me feel like a customer. Thanks for taking my money, asshole. Okay. So <laughs> I had a couple of reactions. Number yeah. one, um, that theater for the fact like they are they're they're blasting that as like an advertisement. What uh like just what kind of confidence do you have to have? Like that's everything I want to be as a patron in the theater. And that woman is the worst. Mm-hmm. Like I've been drunk in a theater a time or two, but never to the point where I'm like, you're fucking theater. You, you. I'm pretty sure you're 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 being. You're, I'm pretty. You're assholes on purpose. Like, come on. You's making. Thanks for making me feel like a customer. I don't know if we ever told our listeners, but uh, when we found that ad, we found that woman's voicemail, and it was like on some theater. I think it was like the what's the theater? Alamo Draft House. Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Um. Maybe like on a YouTube channel that they have. I don't know. But they didn't have the voiceover for the text, or they didn't hear like the deep voice in the beginning. We had to record that ourselves. That was me. Johnny did it. Yeah. I tweaked a little bit to sound like a crazy, uh, you know, good, sexy announcer. So yeah, that's uh, that's what we did. You know, and this really addresses one of our biggest pet peeves about going to the movies in general. And yeah. it's something I will never get tired of talking about sure. because if you talk loudly or behind me, or you have your flashlight for your phone, like, yeah, yeah, if you do any of that in movies, fuck you. I just think it's so insensitive. Like clear, like, ugh. I, yeah. You're the only person in the world. You're the only person in the world that matters. I love that. She goes, I was using my phone as a flashlight. I wasn't bothering anybody. Yep. Like those, you can't say that in the same sentence. If you're talking about a movie theater, because for sure you're bothering almost everybody. Yeah. The old bag. Yeah. We've gotten, I've gotten pretty good at shushing people. Uh, I don't think I've ever shushed one person. I've shushed so many people. I shushed people at a comedy show once. Oh, you you told that story yeah. on the podcast. I remember that. Oh yeah, I thought that was going to end in a fight. Yeah, um, I yeah I don't hold back because it ruins the experience that I paid for, and people are just selfish and narcissistic, man. Yeah, I think my New Year's resolution is to at least once ask people to hush up in the Ooh, theater. Ooh, I want to shush somebody. Uh-huh. Feel the feel the feel the silence feel the silence of that person. Somebody. Yeah. Um, no, but I'd like to. Like I, again, I've said this a hundred times on the show. It feels like. It's not unreasonable to turn around and be like, excuse me, you're being very distracting. Yeah. I would like to enjoy this movie, and I never do it. It just feels so uncomfortable, but I need to get over it because there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with saying that. It's way more uncomfortable to just sit there and live with it. And then you start you start fuming about it. Yeah. And it's like then ugh. you're like, I'm gonna follow them to their car after yeah. this. Yeah, but that's my thing. Like by the time I actually walk out of the doors, my like just immediately I'm I don't care. I'm like, this was stupid. It was an hour and a half of my life. Or an hour and 44 minutes in the case of Robin Hood. Yeah. There was very little talking in Robin Hood, though. I thought that was nice. Yeah, I went to see Halloween, and there was these two, like, junior high kids or maybe younger sitting, like, Youths! right behind me. Ugh. And they were just, you know, you think maybe lean over and you whisper like this. Mm, sure. I, ex- I accept that. I don't even like, accept that. But it, I, you're, you accept it all. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, 
But th- I'm right. like, I don't I like usually that. I'll give that a pass for a little while because maybe somebody missed something or yeah, okay. But they were literally like, "Yo, what up, dude? Did you see that? What is he think? He's stupid, right?" <sighs> and I, I just I, talking. You're saying yeah, just yeah, talking. just, just no. talking at a normal volume. I had I turned around and just stared at them both. Did you? Uh, yeah, I like leaned up out of my seat and just like dead eyed. I'm like, yeah, what what are you doing? Yeah. And they, they knocked it off for the most part, but Tight. then after the movie, when the credits and the lights came on, I turned around and looked at them both and said, hey, you guys suck at watching movies. Did you say that, really? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was awesome. I feel like with my current facial hair situation, I could probably just look at somebody and make them stop. Yeah. I look kind of... It's not a good look. It's not the worst. It's somewhere between uh, horny trucker yeah. and yes. outback uh, Jumanji hunt leader. Neither of which are good things. Like... One's a villain from Jumanji, and one is a villain a in a pervert. truck. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but no, I'm glad you brought that up because that I, I, it's like a constant issue that we have. Like we've talked about this before too. Like pe- people are always writing articles about like why people are not going to the movies anymore. It's the rising ticket prices or concession stands are unreasonable. For me, it's like if you could just guarantee me a situation where there wasn't going to be people talking, I, I would I'd pay more mm-hmm. for my ticket. Hundred percent. I don't care. And maybe that's. A privileged life, I'm sure it is. If I can afford a few more bucks, I'm fine with it, though. Also, if the tickets were a few more bucks, people that go to the movies and talk wouldn't go. Yeah. Because they're a subhuman class of existence. Yeah. I don't know that we have a a, a clip dedicated to this, so maybe I'll bring it up now, but we should uh, maybe cue people up on what we're doing instead of movie pass these days. Oh, this is a weird time to put that. Well, I mean, it's like going to the movies, right? I oh, mean, we, we're trying to use Cinemia. Yeah. It uh, hasn't worked yet. S-I-N-E-M-I-A. So this is actually a terrible time for an endorsement because we don't know if it works. That's true. But we can um, pretty confidently say that we're no longer fans of MoviePass. We disavow any and all relationship, previous or current, with MoviePass. It's just gotten so bad. And it's not necessarily... No, it is their fault. It's it's their fault for not managing their business correctly and, and biting off more than they could chew. Oh, they fucked up. Um, so I forgive them, but it is completely their fault. Oh, uh, yeah. So we're not movie pass people anymore. There's not been a screening in Chico, to my knowledge, for quite a while. No, I forgive them, and I also leave them. Yeah, but we have, uh, and what I'm in the process of one of these days signing up for is uh, Cinemia, which, uh, like I said earlier, spelled out the way that it is spelled. And it's, a, from what we can tell, a more reliable um movie going service they're making a lot of tweaks really soon where um some of the hoops that you had to jump through to use their service are no longer hoops yeah um and i think it's a way to go and they're not quite as like all encompassing as movie pass but they're realistic mm-hmm. so they're not like as many movies as you want to see 10.99 i believe they have an all you can see movie thing for 30 bucks a month oh is it like one a day yeah, yeah pretty yeah. sure that's um, right but i think what we're doing is the three a month for yeah. 10 bucks mm-hmm. which is great it's Probably more than most people see. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. if you want to check that out, you should. We'll put a, if we remember, we'll put a link somewhere. We probably won't. It's fine. Yeah, probably not. If you talk in movies. Death to you. We're not friends. Death to you and your whole family and curses upon your ancestors and future children. Yep. But not your pets because they're cool. They're, yeah, they're not some yeah. of their fault. Where are we going next, man? We are going to <laughs> April 2nd. Wait, where are we coming from? Oh, hell. That was rough. Uh, we just, that was man, March 17th? The beginning, man. Yeah, I just I want to make sure. Making me remember. You got the paper. Mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day. Is that right? 17th? March 17th. Sure. Okay, now we're going to jump to April 2nd. For what episode? 68. On it. That's very affordable. Yes, yeah, super affordable. And uh, Kevin, the owner of Spike's Bottle Shop, said he got a bunch of this. Cool. So it's going to be around for a while. 
That was a weird way to say no, it. Yeah, right yeah, on. It's gonna be Guys, it's gonna be around for a while. Can see? I? Did you see? You saw. I want to shout this out too, in case somebody that listens to the podcast did not see the post. But Waldo's back. Where's Waldo from? Like, yeah, this? Waldo is, is it, coming. Where's Waldo? Uh, it's just Waldo. Just Waldo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's gonna be background. So yeah, that's you, my wedding anniversary beer. Right, it's such a good beer too. It's it's a what? It's a triple IPA. Triple IPA. That's it's like, like eleven it's something. Like eleven or twelve percent. But very drinkable um, and yeah. very good. We got married in the goose, and I think I drank three of those to the dome before. Oh, that's we got right. Married. I think that's the first time I tried it. Was at your your wedding? Yeah, that was such a fun day. That was a fun day. God, that was cool. If you go on our uh, our social medias, there's photos of us from that day. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, Johnny's all dressed up and I hope, a bow tie. I hope everyone has that much fun at their wedding. For sure, dude. Like, it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So. So you were married. In the goose is the point. Yeah. It was the first fresh hop wedding. Yeah. Uh, and there's a second one coming up eventually. Yeah. Which I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit later in our episode throwback stuff. But Exactly. That's great, man. I remember that wedding like it was, uh, you know. Nine months ago, <laughs> that it, like it was uh, some time ago. Right, that was uh, that was fun, man. I I remember I was coming. I was from out of town somewhere. I think I was probably in Reno. You, you didn't get married on Thursday, did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I was coming from Reno, um, and it was really cool, man. It was obviously very unconventional. The the Winchester Goose is a bar downtown Chico, mm-hmm. or yeah, it's downtown. Yeah, so it was just outside of downtown. Um, and it was just a whole bunch of people that love you and Shalina and were there and to celebrate your engagement your marriage and your whole life together it was crazy man it was uh it was just as awesome as getting married in your favorite beer bar you would just as awesome as you think yeah it would be. it's i i think um maybe judgmental people be like that's not that's not a real wedding you can't do that mm-hmm. um but if you consider a wedding to be people who care about you coming together to celebrate you mm-hmm. it's it was great and it was such a cozy warm environment and yeah it was i was very happy to be there it was Thanks, great man. we had some great photos from it you poured a beer down my gullet yeah it was like I still have people come up to me and say they had more fun at that wedding than they mm. did at their own. Sure. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. hilarious. That's great, man. But yeah, it was a blast, and I look forward to the second Fresh Hop wedding. wedding. Yeah, we did a wedding. wedding. Yeah, uh, and hopefully that's the last of them. I hope so too. Yeah, just, but if it's not, it's not. You know, that's fine. That's maybe you and I will get married. I don't hey, know. You know, make it a third. I bet you. I bet you. There's some law that allows us to like get a some type of ceremonial. Uh, coming together of our lives that make this podcast more legitimate somehow. <laughs> Probably. I'm going to look into that. We could get tax exempt status. Yeah. Which is the opposite of what we have now. We have have to pay tax. Definitely status. Taxed. So yeah. that's fine. Yep. But congratulations on your wedding back in April. Thanks. Right? Two Aprils ago. Or was it, one. Was the 17th. Yeah. It'll be a second anniversary coming up in just a few months. That's crazy. Isn't it? That's, that is wild, man. Yeah. Wait, is, there, is that true? Yeah. yeah. I guess in... Uh, was that five months from now? Yeah. We had our one year anniversary this April. So That's great. It's it's fucking weird. Yeah. Time flies, man. Yeah. Fair so enough. So anyway, that was a fun memory I wanted to relive. And if you guys were there, you rock. I know a bunch of people were there. That I made friends with through the podcast. Yeah, and so if you that's weren't, cool. if you weren't there because you weren't invited, thank you for not coming and trying to crash the wedding. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's we, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted you to stay the fuck over there. Yeah, and thank you for for doing your part yeah. in this in the. The exploration of love. Appreciate you. Yeah. Where are we yeah. going next, man? I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. This yeah. is fun revisiting this, stuff. This is fun. Next, we are taking a trip to April 16th. All right. A couple weeks later. Yeah. 2017, uh, where apparently Max uh, implies some possible evil goals for this podcast. I love it. With all the intelligence, nobody like studied these and was like, maybe we shoot it there. 
Maybe that's its weakness. Yeah. When its entire head opens up and it looks like it's all gooey brain. Yeah. Shoot it right there. That'd be a good place to shoot it. Dumb idiots. Yeah. We should run the world. We, we should. be so prepared for this. 100%. Unless, of course, this is all fictionized. Fictionized? Fictionalized. Or I ever yeah. have to sleep. Yeah. We would be screwed. I would have to do so many drugs. I would just never be able to sleep. Yeah. That's fine. That's like Nightmare on Elm Street. Oof. That'd be crazy. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. I would die. I hate that Nightmare on Elm Street. That's scary. We should cover that movie. I don't want to watch it again, but we do, do it. I'd, I'd do it. That that idea scares me so much. Dude, that's a horror movie for me. Like in this universe, I didn't think about that till right now. Like if I went to sleep in that universe of this movie, I would die. So I, there's a couple things. World domination. Yep. Uh, also, you said, I didn't understand it at the time. I was listening to just after that clip when I was like, yep. But what you were saying is if you lived, if you fell asleep in the universe of a, the film we were covering, A Quiet Place, you would die. Immediately. Why? I snore. Right. I think we probably said that in the episode, but that's a, that's a real big thing. That movie had some issues. I really loved it. But like, there's the, ra the raccoons that like are very, like raccoons aren't sneaky all the time. They're pretty loud. They can be. And they were alive for like a year yeah. somehow. I don't understand that. They're very chittery too. Also the fact that they still got pregnant. Oh. Like, like, come on. All the things that were wrong with that movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree. We should rule the world. Oh, yeah. We well, would have yeah. done so much better. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, we were talking about at the beginning of that clip, like, I mean, like, all of the government agencies and all the intelligence in the world is like, we can't figure out how to kill these things, but they do have very sensitive ears and their faces turn into transformers. Just shoot them there. Like, yeah. Just have you tried shooting them there? Like, they've tried apparently everything. They tried nuking them, I guess, and that didn't work, but like, Nobody once was like, sure, we can shoot them. Also, there were like four of them. I don't, that was weird. Yeah. We could have handled that situation much better is the point. I agree, except for me having to sleep. Yeah. Still one of my favorite moments from that movie is like when you get the montage of what's wrong, like like trying to, in his, in John Krasinski's underground like lab where he's trying to figure out the solution to this, mm -hmm. um, where it's like there's all these newspaper printouts like sensitive to sound. They can, they have great hearing, avoid at all costs, like printed on actual newspapers, which takes like a ton of sound to make. Like a printing press is super loud. So these people knew that the creatures were very sensitive to hearing, but they were still like, let's just draw them in with our printing presses. That's fine. And then mm -hmm. all those people are presumably dead. How did the newspapers get distributed? I don't know. God, we should go back and just do an episode on all the things that were fucked up with The Quiet Place. Oh, that'd be great. There's there that so YouTube many. channel. It's like everything wrong with, or like movie sins, I think is what it's called. Oh, okay. And it's just like, he goes a little bit crazy. He's a little bit unfair, but some of them are very funny. Hmm, I'll check that out. Yeah, that was a good movie, though. That Next clip. Uh, apparently, I might be siding with pure evil. He didn't get to implement his plan, and then his whole planet died. I mean, it also sounds an awful lot like Hitler. But it does. Like these but Jews also, are taking up all of our resources. Let's kill them. You know, in, in a way, it does, yes. Just because where you're going to go right now is in a roundabout way defending Hitler. I just want to preface it. Wow. Go ahead and you're say such what you a twat nugget. <laughs> really? No, it's not. It's the same principle that all herds at some point must be culled. I don't even know what you're saying. What does that mean? That's the reason that we... I'm going to lose so many f people right now. Just you're comparing... You went from humans to... Hang on. You, well, you went from, from Jewish people now to... No, you said Jewish herds. people. Well, yeah, I'm just drawing an analogy. I here. never said Jewish people. Can we both agree? Like, I'm going to make the argument that Thanos isn't evil right now. Is not evil. Yes. Okay. Can we both... Like, just his perspective. He has firsthand data, like facts, that people 
like a people can run themselves into extinction. Okay. Like his whole planet was dead because, you know, they were overpopulated. There was more people than there was resources. Okay. And it's kind of a running theme that there's a finite amount of resources in the universe. I mean, that's why we're Tesla, you know, solar, wind mm-hmm. power. Sure. I'm on board so far. So like in principle, and I'm sure there's like already been thousands of pages of philosophy written about this, but in principle, it's that, you know, for it's dude, it's Spock. It's fucking Spock. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. But if you're eliminating half of the many to get to the few, it's so like what the question then is, is it better to have half as many people, but them all live and be successful and have nice lives or let way too many people kill themselves and have no people left? Here's the question is what it really is. Uh, you can ask anybody who's in dire poverty. Actually, you know, don't even do that. Like the picture cows in a slaughterhouse, right? Shitty lives. Do you think, and do you think Thanos would think that their lives would be better if they didn't exist at all or still living? Mm. There's, I mean, you see homeless people in terrible life conditions, but they're pushing on because mm-hmm. something is keeping them going. Sure. So I think most people in the the suffering category would say that it's still better to be alive. And I think Thanos would say, no, it's better if they are just wiped out. That's considered, he says it at one point, like that's merciful. Uh, but I feel like that, I mean, he's obviously pushing it to the furthest extreme. And I'm also just caveat. I'm not agreeing with any of this. I'm just yeah. making an argument for, yeah. for argument's sake. But um, he's like taken the most extreme example that he's seen, which is a civilization literally exterminating itself. Like his planet was dead. The whole planet died. So let's just say it's Earth. Earth is dying. Sure. In 20 years, there will be no more Earth unless we cut the population in half. Hey, do you remember that time in episode 73 where you called me a Nazi? You called me a twat nugget. That's because you were being a twat nugget. (laughs) Listen, okay. So let's come out and say, for anybody that needs the context and hasn't heard our discussion in that episode, Johnny and I both, Hitler is bad. The Holocaust, bad. Don't murder people. Yeah. Okay? We're, we're discussing the premise of Thanos' argument for wiping out half of a population in the context of- uh, Philosophy? And Marvel. Yes. Okay. So- Philosophy in the Marvel universe. Correct. So I, I'm sure I'll rehash some of what I said in that discussion, but if you haven't heard it or you don't remember, like we don't. Um, my, my argument was like, if, if even though things are suffering, they know that they're alive and they try to survive. For that reason alone, I think it's wrong for something else to impose its will that wipes them out. I think, I think for the same way that like we as humans have a right to just eat terribly and never exercise and die at seven hundred pounds in America or across the world, like we, it's fine. That's your own. That's free will. I think it's the same argument. You shouldn't kill people because it's not them. It's not their choice. So, yeah. If your question was, I think we're going to disagree on this one, right? If your question was like. Is it better long-term for half the population to be wiped out to guarantee a longer timeline of a species? If you know for sure that a species will be wiped out by itself on a long enough timeline and you could feasibly extend that or even push it off completely, I mean... Because then doesn't it turn from killing half a population to saving an entire population? Well... Yeah, like an entire population. If you've wiped out half of it, it's like it's like the, wiping out half existence. versus saving half. I suppose. Yeah. 
Oh no, my phone vibrated, didn't it? Sorry. I, I think I put it on non-vibrate. Did you dongle your dangle? I guess I, I don't know, something happened. Um, I, it's so tricky for me. I go back and forth because like. You would let everyone die. I, I don't think I would. I think I think all the Avengers here, I would side with them probably, obviously. Um, they're the Avengers. Um, but no, I think I think I, I just don't think you can you can do that. Because he's A, Thanos is dealing with some anecdotal evidence, like his one planet in the scheme of millions of planets. You can't say that every species forever is gonna kill itself. Maybe they'll write it. Maybe somewhere on some planet one species will get it right. I don't know. But I feel like increasingly on like in comic stories. There's like an alien type person like, no, like the silver surfer. Mm. Like he changed his mind because he's like, no, humans have, or Superman, like humans have potential. We must protect that. They can do this, mm-hmm. which maybe, maybe not. But I don't know. If somebody was coming in to try to wipe out half of humanity, I would be on the side of the people that tried to stop him. Sure. So that's where I'm at, Interesting. I guess. But again, like Hitler, yeah, like, no, you can't, you can't do that or whatever. Like. Stop doing, don't, don't do Holocausts. You can't have, no. so no, I no, but you're saying, so you're just, just because you're saying you just would be on Hitler's side. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> no. Yeah. I love that clip though. That's one of the most, uh, probably deep philosophical conversations yeah. that we've ever had until we get to time travel. That's probably, oh. cause that's like the same. We bring up Hitler again. Hitler's made more cameos than a lot of actors on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, but we talk about some like hypotheticals. I think that's in the Deadpool episode on like seventy five, maybe. Yeah, the Hitler paradox. Where uh, of time so, travel? Right. It's. I mean, it's a big one too. Like, yeah. Anyways, where are we going after this? Uh, we are going all the way to episode seventy five. When was that? Oh, that's it, isn't it? I think that is. Is it okay? Is it one that I wrote? Yeah. Then that is from May twenty first, twenty seventeen. Perfect. Are we about to get into more time travel? Yeah. So what what was your favorite scene in Deadpool? Ooh, oh wow, okay. So there's so many things that caught me off guard. Number one, I love it when movies um actually I love in general the topic of like time travel. Like if okay. you go back and like try to kill Hitler, like one, would you? Two oh, This brings up the thing I was talking about earlier. Cool. Yeah. Two is like time is weird because because like you you know when he like finds the bear and he's like, Oh look, it's working. The bear's better yeah like i don't think that's how time travel is it um, might be but like you did like it already happened right which means that if you go back to do the thing you're trying to do it you already didn't do it but yeah like you could like it's mike kaplan he's a comedian he talks about this he's he's great very witty and very quick but he talks about like he's jewish also so he's like every jew will go back to try to kill hitler like if in the future we have time travel every jew will try yeah, that's actually maybe one of other the people, things. But Jews. That's one of the things that um, kind of disproves time travel, right? Because no, obviously, because it didn't work. Like, there, there's no point in the future that anyone discovers time travel because they haven't come back. Or there's two ways to look at this. Or that's the take I've heard. Like, or like, there's rules maybe, and they're like, you can't go back. Like maybe time travel on its first invented sucks because somebody regulates and like you can't go back to a time before there was time travel. That's option one. Option two is because these things have already happened. Actually, this is also a two-parter. Number one, we just didn't change it because they have happened. So like Jews have gone back to try to kill Hitler, but they haven't succeeded. Then they never did. They were there. Their gun jammed. Right? So like, it, it just didn't work. Well, also that could get into the like the the question of 
like free will versus um you totally know good. not what what's the opposite of free will where like predetermination sure that argument that like maybe it it's predetermined nothing you do nothing you right, do totally even if time travel's real Hitler was meant to live and do what he did. Right. Or, or it, like the the meant is the word that I have a problem. Like, because it, like, it implies some being forcing that meaning on. And maybe that's not everything. Like, maybe that's just what was going to happen. Like, every factor. But the other branch of that is that, like, it does work, but it's in a parallel reality that we, our consciousness, is not in. But another version of us is in. It's like the, the theory in, like, action movies. Like, how do the bad guys never hit the good guy? But with one bullet, they can shoot everybody perfectly. It's like, no, no, no. He gets shot in like nine million other possibilities, but we, as the movie viewer, are watching the one where he survives. Yeah, the Just like crazy, you know. Yeah. So I love that about this movie. I love that it opens up that possibility. That said, I think they got it wrong because that's not how that would have gone down when the kid decides not to murder everybody. Like, like Cable would have come back, and nothing can change because he knows about the existence where his family was murdered. So it's like you can't go back and change it because it happened. You know, unless you just were all of a sudden like, "What am I doing here? Who's this kid?" Maybe then maybe it worked. Yeah. But you can't be like, the bear is changing. Ha-ha, it's working in front of my eyes. Because no, that's not how that works. That's, I don't know. Yeah? Time travel's nothing that I know about, so. But, yeah, like, on, like, the base idea that he could change the future by going into the past, because you go to the past, you're before the present that you just left. But you're leaving the present where the past exists. So it's like the past did happen. Like you can, But like, you can go back and change the past, which would then change the future. But you didn't. So, like, even in the past, like, the idea that you're in the future. But he did. But when he goes into the past, that means in the future he has gone into the past. Granted, we're talking about a situation where he physically leaves the future, mm -hmm. which is a little bit that maybe that's the wiggle room. Like, it's not like there's a version of him that stays there and keeps living. Mm -hmm. Except in the post-credit trailer, Deadpool goes to old Deadpool and shoots old Deadpool in the head when he's looking at Wolverine. Mm -hmm. So, maybe that is what they're doing. But even that, I don't know. Like, ugh. Time travel is crazy. All right. So infamously or famously, one of my favorite, this is just to me, I guess, not to anybody else. This is one of my favorite danger zones that we ever did because I love time travel. I think it's so fascinating. Um, and I could just go so deep on this. I think we just did. Yeah. Like, like you can't, we, nobody, <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally, I'm just going to spiral and say everything I just said. Time travel has not been existed, has not been invented because it doesn't exist now. Therefore, it never has, never will. Because like you and I are talking about Hitler, right? Mm -hmm. Which means nobody's gone back and killed him. So like, unless all of a sudden we were both like Hitler, like what, who's that? But then our, our, even our recording wouldn't exist because that theoretically would have been changed. So there's one of two options. Like, like it's never invented or it has been already and like they just didn't stop Hitler because they can't because he already did it. Well, maybe if if you go back and change something from the past it would butterfly effect into changing time up until time travel was invented and somehow prevent time travel from being invented because it would have to be like a perfect synchronicity of events that lead to the invention of time travel. Okay. So sure. if you go back in the past and change something, it's going to change just an, an, an infinite sure. number of sure. possibilities have been opened up and changed from that point until the time tra travels invented. That's why it's so crazy. I mean, like, like I obviously I'm not like a, whatever type of scientist you have to be to understand. Like I'm <laughs> not, not a quantum physicist. Any kind yeah. of scientist. I'm zero types of scientists. So like <laughs> I, I barely know what kind of scientist that would even have to be. But 
I feel like, like they would know what quantum entanglement means. I know what quantum entanglement means. Well, then you're more scientist than That's what we were talking about. So like with the parallel universe stuff, um, like quantum realities are just like, the, like in its simplest form is this idea that there are multiple layers of reality. Like time is nonlinear. There are different levels of reality. And your consciousness right now is just, just viewing this particular one. But there's infinite versions of you and this. Like if I decided to grab this beer right now, mm-hmm. there's another version where I don't. And it just splits off. And like, yeah, butterfly effects. Yeah. And that's like the action movie thing I was saying months ago. That's like a Rick and Morty episode, I believe. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, where it's like you, you're not following a particular, you're not following like all of the options. You're just following the one storyline where the action hero doesn't get shot a million times. Time travel is fun. That's uh, yeah, that's wild, man. Again, like I still think Deadpool got it wrong. I don't think anybody's gotten it right, including Back to the Future, which is like the pinnacle of time travel movies. Is it though? It's supposed to be like it's like a time travel movie, and this is me vamping off Mike Camp, Mike Kaplan again. Um, like at the end, he talks about how at the end of Back to the Future, um, Doc, uh, what the hell's his name? You know, Martin. I don't think it's Doc Martin. I'm pretty sure this is a shoe. Oz. You know, Doc. Doc Brown. You know, Doc Brown <laughs> is like, like to, to Marty. He's like, Marty, hurry, get in. We have to, like, we have to get to the future. Your your parents need you or something. It's like that's, but you're in a time machine. Like, why do you why do you have to hurry? Yeah. What's what's right, like? What is time? At what's that the point? rush, man? It's like such a stupid way to end that movie. Like, hurry, come on, we must go. <laughs> I don't know. Crazy to me. Yeah, time, time travel is fun. Makes my brain hurt. Yeah. Do you want to time travel some more back into the past? That'd be great. Where are we going? Let's go all the way back to July 30th in episode 84. A few people, um, and I really feel like this. If you want to get to know either of us, maybe listen to this podcast. I feel like I'm I'm pretty genuinely myself here. Yeah. Even though I'm c- kind of constantly talking and trying to t- say coherent things. But I do feel like it's a pretty good representation of how I am and, and how I behave and my inner thoughts a lot of the time. Yeah. I think me too. I don't really, I'm never really that fake. Yeah, I know. But still, like, how often, do, well, we this is what we first started this podcast for. Like, how often do you sit down and really get to know somebody for an hour yeah. at a time? It's usually fleeting moments of, you know. A text. A little bit of a connection. Yeah. And, like, we're really talking for a while yeah. so i don't know i think i think that the amount that you and i speak to each other and the transparency that we have would translate if anybody decided to listen to us for that long they so would get to know us pretty well if you're in the market for some friends is what max is trying to say basically i mean i can't tell you how many podcasts i listen to that i am 100 percent convinced i would be friends with those people yeah. because i know them and and i don't listen to podcasts that i don't vibe with the co-host i just don't find it interesting and you know appealing. that's fair yep that's one hundred percent. Looking at you guys. Fuck you, Josh. Uh, so no, but yeah, a lot of times people will be like, um, I think Brandon did it the other day. Our Brandon? Yeah, our Brandon. Cool. Duran. What's yeah. up, dog? What's up, man? Uh, yeah, he was like, I love, or I think maybe Jared Schmidt did it. Too. I'm just name dropping. Yeah, like crazy. sure. Just I think they both did it at separate times, but Jared like tweeted something, right? And it was a reference to one of our Patreon bonus episodes. Oh, really? And I was like, no. did you did you remember it? No. Yeah. It's- no. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I tweeted him back, and I'm like, what? what? Yeah. It's funny, because I've done that with other podcasts, too. Like, I've quoted podcasts, and I tweet at them, and, like, sometimes they just like it. And I'm yeah. like, but I just said something so specific, and you can't. And relevant. They probably don't know what I'm talking about. They right. do, like, five a week. I don't know. Well, and especially for, like, the longer format ones, like. Uh, that don't are like, you dare say Joe Rogan right now. Well, yeah. I just yeah. listened to one that was, like, three and a half hours That's long. Too long. What does he do with his time? He just does that. Yeah. He does, like, five a week, right? Five a week.
I feel like there's something to be said for this format of communicating with regards to getting to know people and being honest. What do you think? Stupid. Cool. Cool. This whole podcast was a fucking mistake. <laughs> uh, I wish I could take it back. Sure. It's been a waste of most of the time. If you had a time machine, yeah. you still couldn't take it back. I wouldn't kill Hitler. I'd kill you. Oh, thanks, man. I would shoot. You, you know, shoot if Toby I was twice. <laughs> I got you. The point is, uh, this is great. I like, I, I told somebody this, my friend Cassie recently, we were chatting about, she'd never heard the podcast and uh, we chatted after not chatting for quite a while and she has a busy life. She had a baby recently, um, relative, well, relatively recently. He's doesn't matter. Not a baby, baby, not a toddler, somewhere in the middle. Um, and I told her like, it might seem stupid, but it's the way that I feel about podcasts I listen to. Like, I feel like I get to know the people, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is kind of weird like oh, it's when thing, it's people though. you don't actually know, but like if it's actually, it's if an actual friend, like I think it's kind of a cool way to keep up with somebody. Yeah, it is, man. It's cool. Uh, a lot of people might not know this, but when we started this podcast, we barely knew each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we'd hung out maybe twice. I think, I think it was twice. Yeah. Once at length, like once for like a quick beer. And then once at length, we had a bunch of beers. Yeah. I think you were actually the first person that um, introduced me to, I don't think it was, it Pliny? It, it might've been Pliny, man, at the handlebar. Yeah, maybe. There was a bottle share, and I think I think it was you. I don't remember why I went to that. I think it was like in the early days of CBE. Mm. Um, there was like a there was a regular bottle share going on at the handlebar. Um, when there, uh, there was a fellow that used Brandon. to work. Brandon. Okay. Um, I never knew him super well, but he used to work there. And Frankel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like I showed up for a random night. I think it was like a Tuesday night. That was the thing. And like you had brought Pliny, maybe. Okay. Um, and that was the first time I ever tried it. Is that no? That can't be right because I tried it once. Now that sounds right. I tried it once because I found it at some bottle shop randomly, but it was something that I'd, I'd never had before, and I was very excited. And I think it was you that brought it. So that was one time. And then once you came over to my place because I picked up beers, and then we started talking about starting a podcast. Yeah, I think I had. It was a situation where like you posted on CBE, like yeah, pick like some I'm going to this place. Yeah, and then I got some from you, and I went to pick it up. Like all right, I'm just gonna go grab this beer from this yeah. stranger. Right, and then we ended up having years and like drinking until like 10 at night i think we uh smoked a pipe too oh yeah like i just or i had a pipe that i never really used i still have it somewhere mm-hmm. um and you were like you know i have a pipe and i like kind of we tried to do them together you were better than i was but i'm trying to figure out how to pack it properly and yeah just burnt but, my mouth but it's pretty funny when you think about the fact that we like really had barely ever spent any time together yeah like you can legit go back and listen to the all the episodes of this podcast and just listen to our friendship or lack yeah, thereof right. involved. I think it's funny too because like I mean we didn't start too late. Like we from like episode two or three kind of incorporated talking about our lives a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. You might you might sort of think that without some type of um history mm-hmm. we would be stuck to just like movies and beers. But I think we were relatively that's what I'm saying. I think the the format of this is like you have to be open. Mm-hmm. And if you're not it doesn't work. Yeah. So I and think it's great. More of our lives has worked its way into the show, as sure. is kind of customary with podcasts. You know, yeah, a lot of it's content driven, but you know, as far as it goes to like keeping to formula, but right, a lot of times it's just life, man. Two dudes talking in a room, and uh, I've met a lot of great people because of this show. Same, yeah. So shout but, out, yeah. We're gonna we should have shouted out more, I think, but this is great. Yeah, to everybody that listens and contributes to um, at least our enthusiasm, it's always great hearing from people I say mm-hmm. that so many times. But I I really mean it. I think it's great. 
It's a very low risk investment. Unless like you're like, should I spend four bucks on this or four bucks on Patreon for Fresh Up Cinema? And probably go Patreon because we'll have one of these at the shares. You can just try it then. That's a much better, smarter Hashtag idea. Hashtag bang for buck. Did you just do that? Hashtag. You just did that. With my hands. I love it. You made a little fucking hashtag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoop, um, whoop. Yeah. You know. So I think that's it for Evans. Uh, yeah. The first two we preferred. Uh, you try the stout. Try all three. Sure. Try all three. And I know we're beating a dead horse, but what else are you going to do with a dead horse besides eat it? Or beat it. No, you, beat it, then eat it. You tenderize. Got tenderize. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know I've eaten a horse? I did not know that, nor well, did I need to. Not a whole horse. Oh, okay, uh, But good. I've had horse meat. That's weird. How'd you get that? Taco truck. You didn't get a horse taco at a taco truck. Where are you shopping for tacos, Don't my worry friend? about it, man. No, and then there's been Mexican restaurants that were like, it's not on the menu, but we slaughtered a horse. That's fucking weird. Yeah, it's very weird. And I was like, obviously, I'm going to try it. Well, that's, I guess, yeah. It doesn't taste any different. What if they're like human meat? Want to try that? Uh, I mean, depending on the cut, I mean. Sure. If it's a good, like a good thigh. Yeah. Definitely. But I don't want like, like ankle. Still would not eat ankle. Okay. But you would still eat thigh. <laughs> still consider thigh. <laughs> so you, how long ago would you say you told me that you tried horse meat for the first time? Oh, that was back in what? May last year? May 14th. May 14th. Sure. Yep. Uh, that was episode 74? Yep. Uh, we were talking about Tully, and somehow we got on a tangent about how Johnny had, at one point, tried horse meat from a taco truck. They said they had had horse meat. That was a restaurant that had both, actually. Yeah. I want to give you the opportunity now to come clean and tell everybody that was a lie. Nope. Uh, <laughs> that was 100% accurate. That's like, did it taste different? No. So maybe, fine. They, maybe they were lying. Maybe. They charge you more? No. Mm. Tasted fine. That's crazy to me. Yeah. All that to say... For the beginning of that clip, we talked about a beer that we had that was like $4 at a bottle shop called Spikes. And at the time, you could either go and get that beer or you could join us on Patreon for the equivalent of that amount per month and try the beer for free at a bottle share. And I won't even eat you. Logic that still stands up to me, I think. So if you're still on the fence, if you're hearing all these good times that we've had on this podcast and you're like, man, these guys really put in the work. I want to support them. That's the way to do it. So that's why we jumped behind in episode 74, because I wanted to throw that in. Uh, better late than never, I say. But, yeah. you know, it's never too late to eat a horse. Sure. <laughs> we're moving on from 74, though, and we are going somewhere else that Johnny knows. Yeah, it's going to be episode 88 to maybe a big announcement that happened. You need the suspense to build and build and build. That's the point of suspense. Yeah. It's just bad writing if it just builds and then is resolved. Yeah, it's like it's like building up a relationship for five years, oh. five and a half years, and then finally getting engaged. Oh, my God. Which is what I did this last week. Everybody, if you're wondering, I'm engaged to a wonderful lady. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got engaged last week, uh, and I'm not going to say anything about it more than that because it's very personal, so I'm not going to go there. Personal. You, personal, you know. Um, <laughs> so congrats to me. Yes, congrats uh, to you. Slow I, accept, I accept gifts in the form of Four Locos for Johnny. Yes. That's all I take. Uh, we should go to a break and we should come back and talk about a movie that you haven't seen. I like how you just dash that in there. That's it. We'll That's never it. never speak of it again. No. Until now. Now That's we speak right. of it again. Yes. <laughs> uh, second Fresh Hop Cinema Marriage on the way. I just wanted to plug this in because uh, we picked a date. John and I did. Oh, snap. We picked uh, September 28th. At Hooters, right? Yeah, at Hooters. They, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect you to make a joke there. Yes. Uh, not at Hooters. But on September 28th, uh, so please, Johnny, mark that in your calendar. I it's, need you there, obviously. It's in it. We've talked about this. Yep. Um, 
So I'm very excited. We it's super excited. Have a great venue we found. It's uh, a friend's place. That's a it's a big sort of ranch kind of place. What's the address? Oh yeah, sure. You, can I give you my social? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I'm very excited, and um, I've been getting really into like the Pinteresty side of wedding planning lately. Totally. Um, I am 99% sure that we're going to be sending out Lord of the Rings stylized invitations. Scrolls. Uh, yes. Did you hear my birthday? Yeah. There? Oh my god. Um, and we're gonna have a. a Can I dress like a hobbit and hand please. deliver them? Yes. Oh yes. And we're gonna have a, a custom printed uh, wax seal stamper. So we're gonna seal all of our invitations with those. I think that's pretty cool. Not hundred percent, but pretty sure we can make that happen. So I'm very excited for that. Well, fresh hop wedding number two on the horizon. Yeah, on the horizon indeed. Um, that's pretty exciting. I'm very stoked. Yeah. Um, are we there? No, hell no. Okay, we good. Got two I more. thought we had a couple more. Good. No, we got two more. Uh, I was going to make a dope segue. You want to hear oh, it? Oh, I'd love to. Okay. Sorry. Yes. So. Wedding on the way. Wedding on the way. Sure. And now that your heart has melted, we're going to talk about something that was in fact frozen. All Clouds Everything IPA from New Glory is pouring right into my glass. Wow, that beer is bright. Uh, this beer is chunky, my friend. Or maybe it's just really... Did you open the can all the way? Yeah, I opened the can. What is this, amateur hour? I don't know. You try pouring. It's maybe pouring I'm tripping weird. out because it's pouring very... I don't think it's chunky, but it's... Uh, wow, that is maybe the... the isn't that weird? Oh it's, oh, it's it's not a chunk, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, No, are you sure? No, but I think so. I'm... This is the weirdest pour I've ever seen. Uh, maybe just crank the can open a little more, man. Oh, there's stuff coming out of it, I don't it, think dude. that's true. No, it's not here. Put the can down for me. Sorry, everybody. This is, this is... You're experiencing this with us. Try it again. I open the can a little more. Well, let's give it a He's going to vent it. Um, regardless of chunks or not, this is a very hazy beer. And I hope to God. Nope, it's okay. Well, uh, all right. Listen up, New Glory. What the shit is that? I want to try mine again. Here's the thing, man. Are we going to try it or not? Uh, What? Can you take a video for our Instagram just to see? Dude. That, uh, and stop yelling in my ears. I'm sorry, but that's really gross looking. Um, this is. All tell right, me, hold yeah. on. So we're just gonna pour this. It looks like it's not like like uh, full chunks. It looks like a right, kind ready, of, go. Uh, you know, like uh, you can even hear it. Kind of. I hope that picked up on the mic, but Ugh. Uh, like globs plopping. Yeah, it was plopping. What? So that's interesting. Do we um, drink this beer? So first of all, we should say we should make a note to reach out to New Glory and find out when this was canned because not that this is like an age issue, but I would love to know what might cause that because I've never seen something quite that way. You're smelling it like you're about to drink it. I uh, I think you should. I don't um, know. I, I mean, I'm going to try it, but I'm just in the middle of a sentence. So if you wanted to take over the verbal part of this, I could. I I mean, I would. I would. You know. It doesn't smell bad, but it just feels sketchy now. I don't know. I have I have doubts. I have very yeah, serious it doubts. It smells fine. It doesn't smell bad. So I'm gonna do something. Oh, reach in there. I'm gonna see if I can get something out. You know, see if you can feel any chunks. No, I don't feel any chunks. Give it, give it a whirl, like no, no, a, a slow whirl. I want to try to keep it all together in case they are chunks. Are they at the bottom? No, dude. I don't feel. You can try yours if you want, but well, should my, we? This is very cold, by the way. Should we? Oh my god. <laughs> All right, listen up. It's fine. We figured it out. Okay, so this is what episode, again, please. If it was again. I can't remember who said it. It's been a long night. It's 91. Episode 91. That's when we covered The Rider, which is a film. And we covered this beer by New Glory. And we had both failed to realize that while we were cooling it off. 90. Quickly. 90. Excuse Wait. me also. I'm not sure. I don't know what's happening. Come on, man. 
Point it on the paper. Where are you? No, you scratched off 91. Yeah, episode 90. 90. So not the writer. What movie was this? Uh, the Meyerwitz stories. Oh, that's great. Okay, yeah. Um, so we had put this beer and our first beer in the freezer. Left it in there a little bit too long. Chill it down quick. Forgot that is what we did. We're so dumb. And we had ice chunks in our beer. You're so dumb. Probably our uh, dumbest beer moment, I think, to date. Maybe one of my favorite podcast moments, though. Yeah, you laughed pretty hard at me there. It's so stupid. Or at us, I Well, because we were both being stupid. Sure. It wasn't I mean, just you. I feel like when it comes to like hazy IPAs, lately we've been on, by lately I mean like the past six months, like we're really on, on edge for like chunky beers and mm-hmm. yeast and sediment. And this was a, a real nice wake up call. Like, New Glory, you were fine. We were presumptuous, and that was our bad. Oh, Still a very goodness. funny moment, though. That was one of the funniest moments in recent history. Yeah, I think yeah. so. That was, I felt so dumb. Oh my God. It was good beer. It was just so cold. I've never been so embarrassed, like over the fucking radio. Yeah, so. right. And we could have edited it out, but we didn't because we believe in honesty. We're raw. That's the whole point. Give it to you, raw. Yeah. Um. All right. So that was episode 90. You may be counting and know there's 10 episodes between then and now, but um, I think we're going to leave it there. Yep. You tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Nope. That's it, man. That's all the. Little chunks that you've got, and everything else is so fresh in your mind. Yeah, and I think ours too. Like we've yeah. we've relived all that pretty recently, and we don't, you know, wanted to revisit some of the older older stuff. But yeah, there's some gems in there, man. Like that time I ate a horse. The time sure. you called me a Nazi. I didn't call you a Nazi. You called me a twat nugget. <laughs> I'm not sure you which know, is more offensive. I mean, we had the, the the animal penis conversation. Yes, all that, all that to say, like if there's moments that we have not covered that you particularly enjoy. Let us know, because because we enjoy we don't always listen through our episodes, so it's fun to go back and like experience those moments again. If there's something you really liked, hell yeah! Shout out Jared let us Schmidt. Know. Yeah, he helped yeah, me out. You, yeah, elaborate on that. Yeah, he helped me out. He went through some of the episodes. I gave him a few. So pick something out from this you want us to talk about, that's or if great. there's any favorite parts, you know. So yeah, this is a this is a shout out to him, and also a call to anyone else that maybe has a favorite episode or a favorite moment. Yeah, we can store away because next time we do one of these retrospectives, it'd be yeah. fun to have them locked and loaded. Abs of friggin' loot. I was gonna cheers you to a hundredth episode. Pour some of that warm. PBR. I don't want to drink this. Well, you know, I what? mean, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. That's fine. Oh Wait, yeah. Sorry. Oh, that sounded girthy. Yeah. I was trying to make the sound effects from our theme song, but I could Beautiful. not. Um. All right. Well, yeah. Cheers, Johnny Summers, uh, to a hundred episodes. Yes. May we have a hundred more, and upon the completion of our mission, ride brightly and bravely into the halls of Valhalla upon the backs of our steeds. You go now. Uh, where the drunk will definitely <laughs> live forever and not remember. If you uh, if you enjoy cheers, Fresh Shop Cinema, cheers, brother. Uh, reach out to us by email at fhccast.gmail.com or on any social media you can possibly think of besides MySpace because we are modern as fuck. Reach out to us at Fresh Hop Cinema. Um, Johnny runs our Instagram and sometimes our Twitter. I run our Facebook, also sometimes our Twitter. Uh, and we want to hear from you. It's a lot more fun doing the show when we know that people are listening. And do you have anything else you want to add? Are we there? We're there. We okay. did it. Well, then I am 100-episode full-time champion podcaster extraordinaire and producer Max Minardi. Yep, I am a beer-drinking professional and former bodyweight exercise champion, Johnny Love you, bye. We hope you enjoy This is Fresh Hop Cinema.